Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Spidey Dude Experience. If you're listening to the audio edition, you missed out because we had a long, lengthy conversation that I may end up putting and clipping at the end of this episode for our audio listeners. But if you're watching us live on YouTube, check out our other great shows here on the channel, such as Make Mine Mayday, the show all about Spider-Girl and her world, the latest episode covering the spectacular Spider-Girl mini-series. We'll be covering Spider-Girl at the end very soon. we got our Savant series of Clone Saga Chronicles and Spectacular Radio. Spec Radio covers the Spectacular Spider-Man animated series from 2009, 2008 and 2009 on Kids WB and Disney XD, respectively, for two seasons. Clone Saga Chronicles covers all of the Clone Saga and the Clone Saga-related characters. Amazing Spider-Man classics. Season 1 was three guys talking about Spidey from the beginning, but Season 2 is a father and son duo of Jack and Hobby Trujillo talking about it from the perspective of a young son and a dad that's read the comics all his life. The Salvi Sima era podcast picks up from Salvi Sima's seminal run on Spectacular Spider-Man, starting from the return of the Sin Eater all the way until right before the Clone Saga. And then we have voices from the Iria Gargoyles podcast, the show all about the Gargoyles animated series, where the video version is available live on our Patreon page at patreon.com. Speaking of Patreon, check out the Patreon first show, Books of X, Neil Logan Writer as the host. And before we get started, we always got to thank our patrons over there. Start with our sensations here. We got Allison, Cindy, Ed, Georgia, Greg, Janelle, Jessica, Catherine, Kale, Keegar, Laura Howard, Master Dramon, Phoenician, Scott, Vanessa, and Vicky. And then our VIPs, Scott, Sebastian, Vinkman, and Winnipeg Peg Webhead. Thank you guys for your support over on patreon.com slash spider network. And we've got Neil missing in action for the for those of us that are uh, here, he's going to just be here uh, until Paul gets here. He's going to be operating behind the scenes. Then we have Adam Inchel- at Enchilada Legs. Hello, Adam. Welcome back to the show. Hello, Zach. It's good to be back. And then finally, uh, the host of Amazing Spider-Man Classics. I just mentioned him a minute ago. He is uh, also the host of a brand new Flash podcast that he'll tell you about shortly. Hello, Hobby. Hey there, wall crawlers. Uh, yeah, I have uh, started my own YouTube channel uh, called The Flash, Up to Speed with Wally West. And uh, he's my favorite Flash and probably my second favorite DC character. And I'm just starting off with issue one from 1987 and go until I run out, basically. All right. Well, uh, looking forward to that. I'll, I'll put the link in the description uh, after oh, I get thanks, done with man. you. So uh, I try to link everything on. If if you're watching us on the Comic Binge YouTube channel, hello and welcome. we got some people watching over there. Uh, last night had a great discussion about the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 film. If you have not watched that stream, go watch it. Uh, link down in the description below for the Comic Binge YouTube channel. Thanks for you guys watching, and thanks for everybody that's subscribed to the channel. Uh, we've gained, uh, I was looking and we've been talking about this a bit internally. We've almost doubled our subscriber count from the first of the year, and that's a, lo- a, a large part to uh, to the YouTube Shorts and people finding this sh- finding this channel and and watching us live. So thank you guys, um, thank you guys for your support here on Spidey Dude or Spidey Dude Radio Network. All right, so we're gonna be talking tonight about three issues. I didn't know there was a third issue that was that I could find because the let me, add it to thumb, let me add the thumbnail real quick yeah. while we're talking. 
So Neil's going to fix, put that in the thumbnail um, because Neil has magic juju powers. Eventually I'll have some magic juju powers. Uh, by the way, who all has seen guardians three? I haven't. Okay. Adam, have you not? No, I haven't seen it yet this weekend. Uh, non-spoilerly bring the handkerchief. Uh, there, if you don't shed at least one tear, you're probably not human. Um, it is a, is a roller coaster emotional ride. Um, I think you guys know who the villain is, correct? Sure, yeah, your favorite. <laughs> Absolute all-time favorite villain of all time. If you've followed me on my podcasting career, you know how much I am. I adore the High Evolutionary, and um, <laughs> that is complete sarcasm. Uh, yeah, I, I usually hate the High Evolutionary. I was scared going in that I was going to be like, "Oh God, this is going to be a slog to get through." But I will say this. Um, they did a good job with him. Uh, and uh, giving him his look was a very um, inspired way of doing things. I'll say that. Um, until you watch it, you don't know what I mean. But uh, He's like the Sona from Star Trek Insurrection. Yeah. I know what, I know what that is. <laughs> I think I that watch Star you, Trek. Man. Yay! <laughs> when will they do Tom Hardy bald? Oh, boy. I mean, that's Dang Venom it. 4 where he gets cancer from the symbiote. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can he, be, can he be British? All of a sudden, he's just British. <laughs> Neil was like... I understood that reference. Get off the soundboard. Uh, well, if Kelly was watching, she's not now. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text her just to let her know, hey, Zach, use the soundboard. She, she, this is my show. She has no control over the soundboard. I, I acquiesce to her when it comes to the soundboard on Make My Bay Day, but this is okay. She knows. <sighs> like, all right. So, all right. Do we want to do free comic book day books? Oh, my God. Damn. What did she say? That hurt me. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Man, all right. Anyway, so let's talk the about show's the show's over. <laughs> uh, it's Jover. Uh, Hobby, do you want to? Um... <sighs> I was trying to you surprise can't. you. Yeah, will you get? Um... Will you get um, a recap while I go sulk over the oh, which corner? Which one? Uh, let's <laughs> do. Man first. All right. Gamer man, gamer man does whatever a PS5 can. Uh, so it's called Spider-Man 2. And, uh, but it takes place in between the Miles game and this fall's Spider-Man 2. Uh, Christos Gage did the script like he does most things. <clears throat> And uh, he actually he also worked he also worked on the game as well, and no. Iguara did the art, uh, and of course Rochelle Rosenberg did the coloring, and Neil will comment on that later, I'm sure. But uh, actually, we start off uh, with the podcast, and uh, Triple J is interviewing Mary Jane, talking about her book "Perilous: A Journey into War." Torn Simcaria is out now. 
uh, which apparently is bombing. So the book that she left to go write during the Miles game, she's already done writing it, and it's not Damn. doing well. Uh, during this interview, her and Jonah are getting a little feisty with each other until <laughs> the gamer Tarantula shows up, uh, crashing through the window, fighting both Spider-Men, which, uh, which was a cool little bit of continuity that I appreciated because uh, as the notes say, he showed up in spider Gennon zero, which had a gamer man cover. And yes. was it, it was Ock. It was superior Spidey that teamed up with gamer man. Um, yes. Which was pretty, which was pretty cool to see how he reacted Correct. to this auto. Um, so they do some punchy, punchy fight, fight and take him away. And later in Forest Hills, we find out that Peter is living in Aunt May's house. Um, and, you know, it's tough paying the bills. And uh, he and MJ are talking about bills. And she's like, have you thought about getting a roommate? And he's like, actually. Um, and she shoots him down reluctantly because not that she's not against the idea, but with her career, she needs to stay in the city for work. And Peter takes it uh, a little hard. And Miles shows up with some designs that he wants to work on one of the bits of tech. So they go into town to go get some components and find a robbery and some guys who go invisible who turn out to be working for the hood. And um, they Scooby-Doo around a bit, have some more fights. And you find out the hood is stealing money to help get the or doing crimes to get the tablet. And uh, use that to reverse his mom's cancer, who's dying. Um, and here's where it kind of took a turn for me. Because, uh, you know, she, Hood's mom berates him, um, emphasizing how she wanted him to let her go. That she's ready to go. And that all she wants is for him to be safe and happy. Um you started stealing to pay my hospital bills. It's time to stop. Um, so Miles and Peter let him have his moment with his mom because they're remembering May and Jefferson. And and things resolve with Hood's mom dying and him going off to jail. And uh, Jonah decides to buy the paperback to teach these young upstarts real journalism. Um, and it was actually a really good story. It it dove into the continuity of this universe really well and tied a lot of things together. Um, had some humorous moments and Peter and Miles trying to... Everyone's a little off their game because Miles is worried about how he's going to go to college, what courses he's going to take. Peter's upset about MJ. MJ's worried that Peter's going to be overprotective of her. Um, and tied all in with the hood who is in a very similar situation to Peter in Back in Black, which is where it stood out for me. Um, because that there was that, was it a spec issue? Where she's like, just let me go, and she's ready to move on and see Ben. And like even God comes down and tells Peter, it's all good. <laughs> let her go. And, you know, we get to where, we're, where we are now. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see that play out in a different world um, and to come to its natural conclusion. So I really, I really enjoyed it. It's too bad. I had to read it digitally and not, you know, in print. So um, mm -hmm. my comic shop did not know about it 
or uh, my other comic shop didn't know about it and they weren't unable to get any. They said they asked around a lot of other stores and they also were unable to obtain it. And maybe I should try GameStop, which I didn't know. Huh. Um, honestly, uh, there, this one was added so late, my understanding, that it was added after the cutoff time for free comic book day it was also like a secret too it was they didn't say what it was they were just like oh there's this thing you know this other one guys like <laughs> which so. that's not helping promote the stores exactly yeah it doesn't it, well it, it doesn't it help do. anyone's promotion the, no, the it, video game a- comic shops nobody yeah uh this is a failure in marketing 101 so um what it I read it as Bobby was talking about it, but but um, if you have not picked it up, go pick it up on on Marvel Unlimited. If you have not gotten Marvel Unlimited, is a it, it, there is a uh, it's nine ninety nine a month, or if you do the annual uh, subscription, it's sixty dollars a year. This this one might actually even be free. I mean, because it's free Comic Book Day, and they're well, they're transitioning right because there used to be the Marvel app. It was yeah. tied with Comixology, and um, it's going away. Yeah. It is going away. Let's see. It's not like the June something. I think the 2nd of June. June yeah. 2nd. Yeah. So they want you to log into Marvel Unlimited, where all your purchases will be able to be read through the Marvel U app. Consolidation oh, I, isn't oh, a bad not, thing. Can I not read them through Comixology anymore, or? You I mean, can't. Should, I mean, yeah. Comixology sucks now, though. <laughs> well, yeah, I just use it for all my. I, I just kind of have it. Right. Uh, well, to me, the the death nail was when they when they changed things. What was it? Two years ago. Um, by making the uh, trying to make Comixology into basically Comics Kindle, and those don't work. The, I understand the logic of them shutting down the Marvel um, uh, the Marvel app and making it all on a Marvel Unlimited, because I, frankly, why have to? And this also goes into like when you're talking business here, you got two teams that are working on two separate projects. Mm-hmm. And you're you're doing layoffs. There's seven thousand people that are getting, getting laid off, and they're looking at redundancies. And the Marvel app and Marvel Unlimited. The Marvel apps redundant. You don't need it. Yeah. So I mean, DC got rid of theirs like a year or two ago when so, they went to unlimited. So consolidating everything down into one app where you where you can sit there and say, I can go to find my Marvel stuff, I go to Marvel Unlimited. Okay. You get that app, and then hopefully that drives people to buy the subscription. Okay. So for one, good on them for um, consolidating everything. Now can we get a good app? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There there is some there is some issues with the app. I I will say this, what I have done for me is I add when I when I'm looking up like Amazing Spider-Man, I went through and I added each individual volume because otherwise it was a nightmare. To yeah. me, the volumes need to be consolidated. You need to be able to click on one Amazing Spider-Man, one Fantastic 4, and then if you want to give me a sub menu to to divide it off via volumes numbers, fine but make it to where it's user-friendly. Right now, the navigation is shit. Yeah. And if you so, have the old Marvel app um, and you go to the Marvel Limited, you can still read 
the free comic book day stuff mm. without having to do the subscription. Okay, cool. Thank you. So, if so you want to use this so so for I, free, you can do that. So I don't, a, need to, I don't need to subscribe to no. access my... Okay, they're they're free like Correct. you go yeah. there's a there's an article on their site and it's like oh here's the link to all the ones and you go to it, it it takes you to the page and it says read on marvel unlimited but it's free you just click it and it pops up i, I wonder if paul for the, herman read the spidey and friends one. Oh, the one for four-year-olds you yes. can if you have a marvel insider account they have a code uh, free 2023 and you get all four of them and they get added to your uh, Marvel Unlimited account. I don't know how long I don't know how long that's going to run for maybe for the rest of the month probably or who knows but there's a little thing if you when I was on there today yeah there's um, a little there's a little uh, thing oh, oh no what you do is you go into the redeem you know mm -hmm. where you redeem your things and you yeah. just put in that code because it's redeem, in that redeem digital comics. It's in the uh, yeah. It's in the um. Is it in the rewards, or in no, the it's activities? In, it's in the uh, the activities where you go to redeem okay. your regular comics. Yeah, like when you yep, have I just got when, it. You do the, when you do the digital code. Yeah, if you put free twenty twenty three in there right now, you'll get the four added wow, to your I, account. I, wow, I can't wait to read the comic for literal babies. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, whenever you have children, you will appreciate those type of things. But I don't now. That well, you know. it's there. It's there when you're ready. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the joke. Because I digital's a forever. A child in this economy? Well, digital's forever until the servers. Until, until, the, until Marvel loses a license for their own comics. Until the electromagnetic pulse, uh, <laughs> and I will welcome it. Listen, the the, the 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 tax incentives for having children are nice, just so you know. <laughs> but don't be divorced and try to do that because then you get. Never mind. We're getting a little too realistic now. Anyways, right, anyways let's talk about. Spider it was a good book, and it was at Sounds least good. on par with the other Gamer Man miniseries we've had, if not, maybe just a titch above. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, artwork's pretty pretty good. Um, I'm looking forward to the game. We'll definitely do it. I think we're going to probably do a trailer reaction video whenever the trailer drops. So, Hopefully this month. Yeah. Yep. All right. So <laughs> we've got... Uh, I'll, I'll do the other free comic book day rundown right quick. All right. So we got Spider-Man Venom. So previously... Previously on Spider-Man. We have... Um, had this for the last five years, Venom and Spider-Man together in the free comic book day issue. Uh, we start with a gorilla wreaking havoc where uh, Peter Parker in his Peter Parker Osborne suit shows up, fights, um, fights the gorilla as a, what did you call it? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Harambe. That is not in fact that the, the, gorilla's name but <laughs> it got away you from had me so confused i had to google it that's how out of touch <laughs> damn that was like a that's how boomer old man i am yeah like, what, is, what is he talking about and i had to you google it what, on saturday i'm surprised you to watch the f1 game. race and neil was like <laughs> memeing away in our chat thread. <laughs> poor hobby man 
and, so, and now I just confessed on, on <laughs> stream. So, so, so anyway, the, the gorilla attacks Spider-Man, breaks one of his uh, little orbs that he has with the full with the nano spiders, tries to use Bug to to subdue the gorilla. My favorite character, Bug, bug to throw him up in the air and slam, <laughs> slam him on the ground, um, and then. We find out that this gorilla was released by Craven the Hunter. And for those that don't know, Chris was trying to ask this question over the weekend as well about this Craven the Hunter. This is the cloned son of Craven that emerged as the Sergei Sergei Cravenoff. And this is Sir, this the is end Craven, of this is Craven, Craven 76. Craven 76. Uh, 76. 87. Yes. It was 87. There was 87. Because of when he died the year. Yeah, I didn't even pick yeah. up on that until so, Zach mentioned that. It's a good, uh, it's a nice little Easter egg. Well, I was born. In, I'm an '87 model, so you know. Oh my god, um, child! <laughs> I know. I am. I am. I am youngin. So we we then later on have um, <laughs> Craven show up, and he's talking with Otto Octavius, and he brings one of the spherical balls of the Osborne. Um, Nano spiders. suit, nano spiders, and uh, that is the setup for the arc that happens literally beginning next month here on Amazing nano Spider Man. Machine, son, huh. what season so, of uh, Spidey Dude is that? Season three, season four, season four, season four. Season four. Wells two. Yeah, yep, well, next well, is the finale of season. <laughs> Wells do a little subtle promotion for the show. Yeah, good job, Spider-Man. Kick a poor gorilla's butt, as Vinkman says in the comments. All right, so we then cut. They get mad at him. They think he like killed the. He, they think he killed Harambe because he's just lying down prone on the ground. Oh my god. Okay, well, but 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 Spider-Man, you didn't pay five five ninety nine. This Eric? was free. No, that's that's what he's. That's what Eric is saying. Like he's being sarcastic about. Oh, oh wait, I, yeah, I, that's I should, right. Should, okay, honestly, this. Why is Doc Ock here? Because he's a Spider-Man villain. <laughs> Why is Doc Ock here? He's in the book he's supposed to be in! Okay, so we're going to talk about Venom. Uh, we cut to 1940, the laboratory of the Williams brothers. They call it Live Rubber. Oh, and is this Flexo? Yes, and then we have... Wait, we're, we're covering this? Uh, I'm sure your bro's this. not here. It's in here. It's in there. So Flexo it's shows up. Uh, we, we see the exploits of Flexo, and then we see Flexo being a symbiote i don't know basically it's setting up the arc and venom where flexo and, and venom are going to fight yep. and the final story of the issue is uh basically a setup for ultimate invasion uh which was four pages okay that that old symbiote thing though when i turned the page that thing was terrifying <laughs> oh. i know i loved it i'm gonna be honest i liked the venom story more than i liked uh the spider-man oh, one because yeah. like, i love i love when marvel digs into like these old timely comics era villains and just like oh yeah, yeah here's flexo thanks al ewing although that one guy i thought was steve rogers yeah, I'm... <laughs> yeah <laughs> Kafu, thought... Kafu kind of draws draws all men the same <laughs> it's kind of his thing but the, the last page of that Venom story was pretty awesome. Venom looked really cool. Yeah, so uh, Wells was the writer of the first story. Gleason was the artist. So for those of you that are wondering, what is Gleason doing? Gleason was the artist. Um, yeah. He does one story a year. 
uh, Ewing and Kefu are the artists for the second story. And I think, let me look at the credits for the third story. If I recall. Uh, Hitch. Brian Hitch. the artist. Yeah, Hickman and Hitch are the art uh, are the uh, creative team for the Ultimate Invasion storyline. So, basically, Makers shows up and shenanigans occur. He goes, "Hey Miles, hey Miles, do you remember? Do you remember the Ultimate Universe? Want to go back? Like we've only been waiting what, like seven years for this story? <laughs> oh wait, wait, oh wait, you're talking about like Miles, not I'm like thinking, I've I'm been in this the house for like I think six. You've been and you've been in that secret, house as long as Miles. The whole been... like the whole Secret War thing and Ultimate End was in the last place we lived. So it's been like six or seven years where I've waited to see some kind of resolution to the story. <laughs> also, so there's, I'm, there's I'm a, excited for it. So there's a letters page that is like piping up all the stuff you know going on between. You know what? I, basically, I'm, I'm kind Nick of wondering. The Venom editor oh. back. Hang on, is anyone having trouble with Zach's internet, or is it just me? Uh, just for a it's probably me. Okay, I'm actually kind of interested to see to see how Hickman weaves Xavier back into the Illuminati, because considering that as as of now he's on the road, he's not on good terms with the Magic Krakoa. So I'm kind of interested to see how Hickman kind of deals with the consequences of his own storyline. What did you guys know, think all, yeah. of the? Of the main Spidey story, it's it's fine. It's it's just meant to be like a fight scene to hit so Cleason can show off what he can do. Yeah, I th- I thought to the me, art was yeah. really good. I enjoy. It. It's, it's not worth it's not worth the hubbub. Can used to describe most of the Zelbolt. So. Yeah, it, it exists. That's what it was. That's felt you know, a little it, brand new day to me. Like. I don't know. Like, like I said, I love the the Gleason art. I like seeing Peter's eyes through the through the lenses. That's a nice little touch. Yeah. Yeah, and the it, Donkey it Kong helps. thing was like whatever. That's kind of funny, but I, I just didn't get Spidey having to use like every gadget in his suit to listen, fight a regular have, gorilla. Listen, Norman Osborn <laughs> paid good money for the Predator drone. Let him use it. <laughs> well, considering I'm there's like a. I don't know if he fights them, but I remember there's like a Ditko issue where like some animals escape from the zoo, I think, when he's fighting Doc Ock. So like I was trying to find that before the show and I was looking through the Craven ones and it's not a Craven story. It might maybe happen it the the circus people. Yeah. The circus of crime, maybe. Um I that one. I don't know if he fights the animals though. I know that they run amok and the police are like trying to stop them. <laughs> but anyway. I just remember well, that. Uh, well, you know, do we want to get? I don't know if we want to. Do we want to give letter grades to the, this book? Mm. I mean, it's, no, it's I mean, I ba- it's like ten pages. I basically just skimmed it right now, so th- the most I can say is the art is good. <laughs> art A, story C. It's a B. All right, let's just <laughs> yeah, more or less <laughs> average it out. All, All right, right, so someone gets okay. someone gets to explain this issue to me. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do the rundown for for issue 25 there is two stories there's the main story then there's a backup story we'll do the main story first and then we'll do the backup story separate so why don't uh, we just get the backup story done first and get it out of the way because it's inconsequential and no i agree doesn't tie me anything because the bulk of what everyone wants to see is true yeah that's 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 true game i can get my my thoughts of the backup out of the way because i (laughs) 
noticed something interesting that I'm, I guess I'm not alone because a lot of other people seem to agree with the, yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm curious. I'm going to watch just to hear what Adam says. <laughs> All right. So um, we'll start with the backup story then. So it's called Welcome to Omaha, Spider-Man. And if you've never been to Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> I got stories. Is there anything out there? Jack diddly shit. Oh, <laughs> not in this story. <laughs> I was just joking. Yeah. I didn't think you'd actually respond that way. Actually, it's 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 not a it's a it's a good sized city. Don't don't mis, don't let, let me not get it twisted. It's a good sized little city. It's one of the bigger cities in Nebraska. There's only about three in the whole state. Um, so you know it it's also very very close to Iowa. And if you're not careful, uh, if you make a wrong turn at the airport, you will end up in Iowa, as I did. When I was in working in Nebraska, <laughs> I go over the bridge and I'm like, oh, this is different. And then I'm like, it says, welcome to Iowa. And I'm like, I am in the wrong spot. <laughs> so I, then I, I can say I stepped foot in I, or I, I drove into Iowa and then turned subsequently back around. So um, we opened the issue with Peter and Black Cat going to a wedding. Um, oh, that's serious now. Yep. So I'm not gonna lie. I thought that was Aunt May at first. <laughs> <laughs> With the way she has the messy bun. Until until she said spider, I was like, oh, he's with Aunt May. Okay. <laughs> oh man, the relationship has gone to some weird places. <laughs> I mean, Somebody's... it's red. Pretty like, I don't know. <laughs> They've drawn Aunt May young looking... before. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, they both look pretty haggard throughout this whole story. They're just like me for real, for real. <laughs> Rainbow, so Rainbow Rowl, 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 Rowl. It's Rowl. She's the She-Hulk writer right now. A okay, very good so one, I might add. She's the writer. The artist is Alvaro Lopez. Um, color artist is Andrew Crossley and Joe Caramanga. I have nothing is, to say about the colors. Is the letterer. So they're in. They're in the Omaha airport. We kind of talk about how. Uh, Peter secretly likes weddings, um, and that you know it's not a dig. No, it's not. No, a dig. it's not a dig. So apparently, she's like, "Hey, Spider, you should probably get out of New York." And and Peter's like, "I go, I get out of New York. I go to space sometimes," which I I thought was kind of legitimately funny. So Peter's like, "I thought we were going to a city. Where's the city, bro? You went to the suburbs in Jersey. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, but he's talking about Miss Marvel." <laughs> So, um, apparently Deadpool had a wedding video and that Peter cried in watching it. So, uh, she kisses kiss on the cheek and then they go to the actual wedding ceremony. Um, Peter's like, those weren't tears. The air was just ex extremely dry, which no, that's not how that, that's, that's not how Nebraska is. So, uh, black cat says she's going to go powder her note, her nose. And then somebody steals the gifts and some, uh, a big, a thief runs off stealing a giant ass present and Peter's like well I'm gonna go chase this chase down this stupid present so as my app, the app reader that I'm utilizing is not working alright so Flexo um, did something to you Flexo did something to me so <laughs> Peter tries to, tries to swing and realize that it's not gonna go well because there's not a whole lot of buildings to swing swing from so oh, it's, a re it's a repeat it's a repeat of kane learning the hard way how to swing in houston <laughs> i understood that reference and so well, you can use the soundboard 
because that would have required me clicking a few different clicks because I have one page of certain stuff. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Peter uses various vehicles to get to the uh, SUV that has all the presents. Turns out this person stole a bunch of different gifts and Peter <laughs> eventually is trying to uh, trying to run back, realizes that he's in a cornfield in the middle of Omaha and doesn't get back until after the wedding was uh, done and over with. Felicia apparently danced her danced the night away and Peter looking all disheveled and haggard was like, you know, Believe it or not, I had to stop a thief. And apparently, um, Peter's like, hey, you want to go do some stargazing since it's the end of the wedding and there's there's no more songs left? And they, I guess, go dance under the stars, and that's the end of the uh, end of the story. The end. Okay. What do you guys think of this story? I thought it was a nice, amusing, cute peter and mary jane story that has black cat in it for some reason <laughs> well done i it reminded me of an annual or those 30th anniversary like any big special where you get like your main oversized story and then you've got like your letters page and then you've got like a backup or two or three, depending on how many pages they want to fill. And that's what it reminded me of. It's not anything serious. It's not advancing any big narrative forward. It's just a little slice of life story where you get to be a little more fun, a little more frivolous. Um, I thought most of the jokes landed. Um, the art overall was, was pretty decent. Like I said, they looked a little haggard at times and part of that's the point like peter's been out in the cornfields fighting crime so his hair is a mess and apparently i love corn <laughs> and, you know, felicia's woke up a sweat on the dance floor if there is one thing they got to write about do, uh, talking about omaha there's a lot of fucking corn i've never seen so much. <laughs> i'm clipping and yeah. shipping that i'm putting making that a youtube short oh my god there was so but, much corn I and half of it wasn't even like they were letting it just like sit there and get all freaking sh crappy on the vine. And then I found out, oh, that's for ethanol because they really want you to use ethanol in your vehicles up there. Like, really want you to use it in the vehicles. I mean, it's a little reminiscent of like some other stories, but I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever read. It's cutesy from what I've yeah. seen. Uh, yeah, I, I I would agree with that. I think Adam has a very valid observation, though. This is like this feels like maybe like, I don't know, late 80s when they just got married or something like this could have been like this could take place like when Peter and Mary Jane were just married or like any time when they were married yeah. or even just together. It just feels kind of like it feels like it's from that era to me it yeah just, it just it feels like this is more mary jane than black cat kind of yeah i did, I did, out I did, the I did, I did joke and it could have been mary jane hell you could have even kept that in yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you could have you could have made like made the adapt the joke to where it's talking about you know felicia anyway like with even she's not there so i yeah this is a very inoffensive story um 
it's not great. It's not like, oh my God, this is a great backup. Cause there's sometimes where a backup is better than the main story. In this case, you could probably argue it is better than the main story, but um, it's not one that just like blows my socks it's, off. It's not J.M. Dematisse, you know, telling yeah. the story of Aunt May coming to grips with her fear of Spider-Man. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. Definitely. From what I can tell it doesn't need to be that. It just needs to be like, oh, yeah. here's the 25th issue. Have a backup, I guess. Yes. Yeah. So, like, I guess we can get into the into the main bulk of the story because, like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <sighs> all I'm right, all so, alcohol, oh man. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to give you a brief. I'm going to use their description, their recap description page to give you a recap of what's been going on because, like, uh, it does it on Spider Man. I already did it. No, that, Christopher Daniel Barnes is better than you. This is literally just the good. This is literally just the, this is literally just the good place where it's like, no, you're not getting it. My thing is different, so shut up. Neil, you're no Greg Brady. <laughs> All right. So, a mad mathematician named Benjamin Rabin trapped Peter and Mary Jane in an alternate dimension. When MJ chose to save Peter rather than herself, Peter knew time was of the essence to save her. Unable to take the time to explain himself, Spider-Man was forced to work with the one person who would help him. No questions asked. Norman Osborn? With no time to build their technology from the ground up, Spider-Man chose to steal important and dangerous parts from the likes of Fantastic Four and Moon Girl. I didn't remember the Moon Girl bit. I thought it was Iron. Girl. They, they was did Iron mention Man? they did they did mention that he stole uh, yeah. hardware from Moon Girl in the last issue. I must have completely glossed over that. All right, it's, so it's a, it's, for a it's, brief it's, moment, a, a blink, the end seemed to justify the means. When Peter arrived, uh, for a brief moment, the end seemed to justify the means. When Peter arrived, just in the nick of time to save Mary Jane, but Peter learned that time moved much more rapidly in this dimension, and in the untold years. Peter was gone. Mary Jane had made a family with the mysterious Paul. This Paul is Watson. her story. Zeb Wells. Writer Kari Andrews and John Romita Jr. are the pencilers. Kari Andrews decided to ink his own shit. Meanwhile, Scott Hanna <laughs> is the anchor for John Romita Jr. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Arcio Menz is the colorist, and Joe Caramanga is the letterer because he's only lettered or, for the last 15 years. Or Magna. That's a thankless job in comedy. Did I say it wrong? Comes before, I think the G comes before the N. Caramanga? Uh, yeah, Caramanga, maybe? Because Italian ish. Hey, uh, hey Caramanga, pizza ball. <laughs> hey, we're not the Italian Spider Man Coalition. Yeah. That's another show. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wait, have you not seen that? Oh, wait, am I thinking? No, I'm thinking of Turkish Spider Man. Yeah, that's uh, that's Turkish Spider Man. No, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> Mr. Baby Nico Caruso, his dad, and Peter right. Barrett. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a podcast. Go listen to it. It's good. The Italian Spider Man no, Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so we have this. You know that goes off 
honestly. We're getting the perspective. We pick up shortly after the, for with Kari Andrews on art, uh, showing you what happened when Peter, you know, and Mary Jane separated the the Mayan god from, you know, into existence. Uh, apparently, Dr. Rabin, Peter, t- Peter takes off. Uh, or Dr. Rabin, you know, feel, realize that way up is dead. He's very, uh, he's very upset. One day later, Paul is like, we need to run. We need to move. Freaking Mary Jane slaps him in the next week. And, and probably the most memeable, one of the most memeable uh, panels that. Uh, move we'll over see. Batman and Robin. <laughs> My so, boyfriend is dead. I've already seen it. So. <laughs> Paul, you know, picks up his glasses off the ground, says he's going to, you know, have to patch that hole and they're going to get some glyphs. So a month later, they start working on the prototype of the jackpot thing that Mary Jane debuted during the Black Cat jackpot miniseries that nobody were, that that didn't make any sense to what was going on to Dark Web. Uh, three months later, we got Mary Jane doing her best uh, G.I. Jane Rambo Rambo et impression with the way she's dressed and everything. I got I got more Billy Soul Sarah Connor? than I did out of. Yeah, that oh, may be. Sarah. Yeah, she's she's the redhead Sarah Connor. Um, a week after that, the way they do these, these framing devices. So we have, okay. One day later, one month later, three months later, one week later. What? <laughs> I, I'm, I am assuming it is yeah. one. It is, it is one month after the previous block, previous time point. So yeah, yeah, it is. So basically Rabin and Paul and Mary Jane are basically, you know, using the big guns, Sarah Connor style in this dystopian future to fight off. Literally at Paul's case. There's yeah. a scene where he's giving her the device and he's like, he's, like... <laughs> he's juiced. So yeah. he's jet. No wonder MJ left Peter for him. Like that, that dude is jacked. I mean, I mean, so, I said it on Twitter. Peter's natty. This is like this is on <laughs> So apparently, there was like a juiced dragon. up man. Look at that. <laughs> There's a dragon situation. Then three months. So after we go, three months. It's a Quetzalcoatl. It's my one, boy Quetzalcoatl. Okay, one week later, and then three months later, they discover these kids randomly. So they're not Paul and Mary Jane's biological children. Congratulations, everyone. And- that's random. Congratulations, guys. MJ's chasing pure still. These kids are going to be a effing plot point. So yeah. basically, one of it's them, a trap. I mean, they, they, should have named they, them, they, they should have named them plot and device. They are. Yeah. So a week after that, we, we see the that the young boy, you know, he's got night terrors and and um, Mary Jane. Uh, and, it reminds me of an episode of Star Trek. Uh, so the, the little girl helps, you know, calm her down. Turns out that um, Paul is in, is designing a new lab, and Paul's like, "We don't need to have this dead weight of these damn children while we're trying to be on the wrong <laughs> the crazy psychopath." Base, and Mary Jane's like baseball. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Mary Jane's like, "You, you fucking monster! No, you, we can't just abandon these poor, sweet little innocent children." And uh, Paul's like, well, uh, no, I guess not. There's going to be so much fodder for the Paul Twitter account from this one issue. To be to be fair, he does a good job backpedaling. He goes, oh, I didn't actually mean it. It was just a joke. Just a prank. Just a prank, bro. <laughs> he basically is like, just kidding. Um, so we then, 
<laughs> a month after that, we kind of get uh, the the little boy finally letting Mary Jane hug him. And then three months after that, we have Clark Kent Paul, you know, with his damn with his damn stupid ass freaking man bun, which don't get me started on man buns. I oh, freaking boy. hate him. Okay. Uh, anyways, we have Mary Jane who suddenly looks like she needs to eat a sandwich at this <laughs> with this damn uh Dude, they were eating baby food a month ago. Well they've already right. got all the protein they can get. This is hell yeah. York. So apparently they, uh they vegetables and then she finds baby food. Like she's not eating steaks every night. So days, months, winters, summers go by. There's no Miles then, Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's no spider there's no spider verse burger in sight. So um, Mary Jane, Paul, and the kids are starting to kind of be developing, go into a family. Um, we then get Rabin showing up, you know, looking very um, on fire for some reason. <laughs> um, Mary Jane then gets to test out the jackpot thing because the, the the whole jackpot element to the uh, device is discussed during the whole development of it. It immediately feels so then, you know, Robin's about to stab things. Then we get a sudden and abrupt artist change. Yay! Well, just reusing art from the last issue. So, uh, yeah, we're yeah we're getting the art from the last issue where Peter shows up and, and you know, Paul gets to stab Robin in the chest while Paul looks like he's mortally wounded, but he's really not. Peter tries to make out with Mary Jane, and Mary Jane's like, this is my family. We then get a page after this where they go to the hospital in the actual 616 and basically Mary Jane says you know um, trying to explain things and Peter's like I didn't I stopped I never stopped trying but then she says I'm sorry Peter I'm not leaving him oof <laughs> so <laughs> We then get Peter walking outside, and uh, who he run to? It's the Fantastic Four. Hello. Uh, so Peter's like the reactor's fried. I, you know, did this, and freaking Johnny starts, you know, getting super angry. Ben starts. I can't angry. turn off my fire. Please help me, Peter. <laughs> as Peter is about to punch Reed in the face, which it's not going to do you a lot of good. Reed's face would just absorb the punch and make it all gummy. Like what the, f anyway, basically like Sue is like, is, I like hey. the idea that Reed is gummy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Reed is kind of like he's, he's elongated, man. Um, no, that's someone else. So yeah. being the, again, being the voice of reason saying, why don't we sit there and stop with the obligatory punching? And uh, what is this? A nineties crossover comic? Peter's like, I want somebody to punch me today. Um, he's he's like severely depressed. And then that's when Captain America shows up and is basically like telling him that's enough. Apparently, in the interim, Mary Jane talked to freaking Captain America. Mary Jane did the thing that Peter should have done from the beginning. And um, that was a really good self-censoring. Good work, Zach. I, I can't do it uh, every once in a while. So it's basically... Good. Peter's like, I wasn't fast enough. And um, Cap understands. He's like, look, we're leaving. 
And Johnny's like, after what we're going to do to him? So, Peter, you know, Captain America's like, dude, you know, however long it's going to take him to get himself back to where he was as a hero, you know, we, we got to give him that space. Which, you know what? Fair. So then we have Peter Parker, sad and lonely, on his knees. We then, you know, then have the last two pages of the issue where Rabin is going. I'm going to quote it. To find a new way. (laughs) There is a price, of course, the weight of which may crush you. There is screaming and violence. We get the flashback of Peter punching Paul in the face. The rending, no, it was the other way around. We need to talk about that. The rending of cloth and flesh, and then the silence of acceptance. Why is he the Green Goblin? I don't know. <laughs> I have traveled the Black Road and returned with this wisdom. It was I who failed way up. It was the symbol of the ceremony's failure. To complete it, I had to die. And now the power of the gray way up infuses me, begging to be a god once more. I have only him to claim it with sacrifice. The ceremony must be finished. The must die to be continued. (laughs) All right. That was pretty good. We got 25 comments. Holy crap. From the time. Yeah. <laughs> to, to Kelly, dear God. Zach, image froze <laughs> for a soundboard. It's a sign. Oh, boy. Why did you have to bring up Jackpot? Paul's no. got some gains. <laughs> Good call. New plot and device. Uh, question, how those kids survive? Post- well, we're going to find that probably out to next uh, next month or later on this month. Yeah, the kids are not only fake. They're probably gas clones, but kind of created by our own. I, I hate Paul. He's a terrible character. Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with Paul. Zach's just mad because he doesn't have enough hair to pull. Off Damn! Um, oh, holy people know Johnson Shots used his own fired. magic to whip. <laughs> uh, uh, WTF? Give Zach some off drop. Great voice, Zach. Why does? Mark no, no, no. If, I no, don't no. If, know. If, if Raven I... sounded like Mark Hamill, it would be less like, avenge me, and more like, hello, Web. I heard you were looking for some symbols. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. All right, so where's Paul? Uh, speaking of Paul, where is he at? Where's our Paul? He's, he's coming soon. Coming. All right, so Javi, give us your thoughts on this on on the main story. Um, oh God, why won't start first? Uh, where to begin? Um, yep. I really, actually, I really liked uh, Carrie Carre. How do you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. It's Carrie Andrews. K A's art. Um, like I've seen him before. Like he did Amazing Fantasy and. Um, Oh that god, what's was, the dark that mini was god awful. Spider-Man. I'm surprised it turned around. Rain, rain, he did rain. Rain, yeah. No, I didn't finish the mini, but I really liked his art here um and the style that he brought. It was kind of like an indie comic. It had a lot of a lot of energy to it and um 
I like that we have that transition when Peter shows up to um, the JRJR stuff. Uh, I didn't hate this issue. Um, far, far from it. I, I thought I, I haven't lined everything up chronologically, but I, I thought the Mary Jane portion of it was, was really well told and heartfelt. Um, I took these little like minions that are maybe babies being wrapped up in blankets that, that the scribble man drew to be, uh, the kids, whatever their names are. Um, may the scarlet woman accept her chains and may her death make me a god like he's binding those mj to those kids to make her stay there so he can track her down like that's that's what i took from that um but i i like mary jane and her faith in peter and hanging in there um and how she ties the scrap of his costume as like an like an armband, like a memorial armband. Like I thought that was really awesome. And how she wears it for a really long time. I don't know when she takes it off. I think it's after the kids. I think it's after, after like the Owen kids. I think it's like after, after, after Owen hugs her, I think is. I mean, she's had four years of bonding with this family that she found, um, which Paul and I were discussing uh, between ourselves. Uh, so Paul, if you want to chime in, like this is a, an interesting setup to get Mary Jane, this Mary Jane to want to have a family. And it's kind of like, I compared it to the end of into the spider verse where Peter B is like, wait, do I want kids? Like, this is kind of Mary Jane's moment of that, like having these kids. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in two weeks with 26, if they die, if she dies, whatever, but I could see the possibility that this is going to maybe spur Mommy, I Mary feel Jane so good. I have a family. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I get I get people being upset that she's found someone else, and we can go into what. But I mean, look at him! Look at how yoked he is. I mean, dude, the dude is is like '90s Clark Kent with a beard, <laughs> without a doubt. It's not the wow. same Paul that we're used to. He has a man, man butt, too. What the hell is that? You go to the oh my god! Yeah, why is, oh my god! Not you trying, too. They're trying to make Paul happen. Stop trying to make Paul happen. No, I want him to happen. He's perfect. No, no, man. I'm telling buns, you, man. No man buns. Yeah, I, I did not like Peter fighting the FF. I have to disagree with Paul. Um, the FF and Cap in last issue. Like, I don't oh, feel that works. was. I don't feel like that was motivated. I get Peter fighting them for the right reasons, but I don't knowing them like he does. I feel like Peter would have talked first because that would be quicker than trying to fight Captain freaking America. But I get where he's at in this issue to where he's trying to fight the fantastic four to, to get this rage out because he's fought so hard to save Mary Jane and now he's lost her because he was too late. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I buy him fighting the FF in this issue. I didn't last time. Um, Interesting. Um, but I, 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 I liked it. I, I don't know where I land on the letter grade scale yet, but I'm leaning towards the B range to be honest. Hmm. Hmm. 
Mm. Hi guys, miss you, miss you all. Sorry, I was uh, yeah, man. having a little having a little adventure with my family. Sorry about that. Um, no but, family, uh, only Spider Man. Humble, humble brag. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's just like it's we were, we were out to dinner, and it's my my daughter was being kind of crazy hellion at, at one point. So, it's, but it was it was a good it was a great night. So, that's a, hey, that's uh, a Wells book. Yeah, did you yeah, read, yeah, read exactly. the free comic book day issue? Not see, I, see, it's been so crazy. For those who don't know, I've been uh, I, I'm about to move, uh, and we bought a new house uh, 30 minutes away from where we are now, and. It's just life is just crazy right now. And being on podcast, my wife even said, like, maybe you should take a break from the podcast for a while. I was like, I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I thought about it. I was like, nah. It's, it's, it's like, it's so easy to do this, just to hang out with my homies. It's like, it's just, it's just, if it was work, yeah, I'd be like, I'm out. But this isn't work. This is just what I would do normally if we were being live or not. Let's be True. real. I mean, that's a, that's a fair it's Mormon time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or or Morgan, my wife, Morgan time, right? Uh, no, there you go. Uh, but, but anyway, no. But so I, it, it's been whoa, music, drums, drums. So the thing is, like, I just I have not had a chance to read free comic day yet, and I did get her the Spidey and her amazing and his amazing friends uh, comic that I know she's gonna be stoked about. Um, I had to get that for her. that's thing kind of sucks. For by the way, for free comic day. Like, it's so hard to bring my daughter places because she's, you know, and because I went early because I wanted to make sure I got the, the spider, the, the main 616 Spider Man one and Venom one, and and some in the DC one. And when I went to the first place, which is basically, basically going to be my, my new comic book store going forward in a few weeks, um, I went there and there were only three. I'm like, only three? Damn. I'm like, dude. And then I went to another place with my homie Chris Clow, my uh, comic binge. Um, co-host and the other place like oh you have five i'm like what the hell what, what is this <laughs> like i'm like like this is i went to two places and i want to make sure i got my daughter stuff too it wasn't just for my own grubby hands be like give me all these comics it's like i, I actually have a kid but it's just hard to like haul a three-year-old around and then want to wait in line with a bunch of like dirty old guys are like key issues give me the comic you know? for four-year-olds give me those spidey and amazing yeah. friends yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah this is the first this is the first appearance of tracy in the comic book right now. <laughs> i mean like that's what it's like though that and that's what drives people away from comic books these people are like key issues and it's like no get the hell away just read a damn comic <laughs> listen <laughs> like like listen i'm gonna say it right back. now i have no back. problem take a shower I have, back <laughs> i have no problem people collecting comics and key issues that's a pivotal part of the industry and i get it I, I like it but the problem is is that it's been overrun by the people who drive key issues and too long but i digress so i did that's a long way of saying i have not read the free comic day issue yet i had to so, basically good it, it's a it's an okay issue and it's it's fine that you haven't read it yet it's like it's just a little it's, you know not, you don't you don't miss you don't miss story. a whole lot yeah i mean like, it's kind of like yeah, that's kind of like how they all have been for the most part. Except for I would say the big time or um, the one more day. Is it big time or not big time? What was it? Which, the, which, uh, which one was it? In, no, oh, Dish, in, or in, in, in 2011 or 2010? The brand new day. The first, the first brand new day one or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... I missed that one. I got, I got the director's cut for eventually. But yeah, that one with Dan Slott or Big Wheel or not Big Wheel. Uh, what the hell is his name? Hard Drive? Drive? 
Overdrive. Hard drive. Overdrive. Hard drive. Well, hard drive is a better name, probably. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> no, but um, I think they've been pretty fun. They've been pretty fine for the most part. I, I, I always enjoy them. They're not like crazy or anything. That's probably one of the more important ones, I'd say, um, to be honest, because it really sets up that single Peter Parker a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I did manage to squeeze in uh, issue 25 today. Uh, just, I happen to have a little extra time at, uh, on my lunch break. I usually like to exercise, but I got a little exercise uh, in before. So I'm like, oh, I guess I can squeeze issue 25 in before uh, they hit the crawl vertical. Uh, hit the uh, Freudian, Freudian slip. Freudian yeah. slip. Uh, uh, I hope it's a new experience. And so, um, anyway, and so, yeah, I read the issue. And for those who don't remember, you know, like, as Javi was saying, I like the last couple of issues. Um, but I do admit that they are extremely decom- uh, decompressed and it's, it feels mm-hmm. like they're stretching out way, way too much. And Javi and I were, were talking earlier and one of the things about this issue, and now granted it is longer than most issues, but I got to tell you, this is exactly what he should have done or mm-hmm. he should be doing in all his other issues with with this one issue and i almost think too that he could have and, and i think i figured out the problem with even more so with like this whole run and, I, and we kind of talked about it before i'm convinced now i actually like everything he's given us to be quite honest i think zeb has a really interesting story he's telling the problem is is the, how he's telling it and he's really like well you don't know what happens and you have to you know find out and we have to like skip one story to get to the next and i almost feel it was more linear i think people yeah. would go along with it a lot more and yeah. i think they'd be more accepting of paul and the kids more because you could like as i think you could do the whole time thing as it goes because i always go back to like recently rook reminder and, and jarmeter jr of all people they had a pretty interesting cap run after brubaker that took place in dimension z which is very much in the same way where time happens differently and cat basically raises a child from like you know from like like oh that's when, that's, when he, that's when he and sharon get old right no it's, no uh, Reminder, Re- that's afterwards old. sharon got that's old and then, and then steve got yeah. old yeah but this is but regardless it's it's still the time still goes you know slower in re- normal but it goes faster in dimension z same thing here, right? Which again, I, I like that idea because it gives you a chance to have, kind of develop things a little bit um, with Mary Jane and whatnot. And the crazy thing is, I, I think if this happened linear, this whole thing that happens in this issue, which I know we're doing spoilers, but if you would have showed how Peter you know, or MJ and the kids happened, I knew they weren't the real kids. I'm just like, like now, nah, now nah. I know they tried to, they tried to do that. I'm like, there's no way they do that. Because people would riot. They're probably, I hate, I'm not even trying to joke. People would honestly probably shoot no, they, people for it. It'd be, it'd be I'm not even joking, man. Be, if they're like this for already for this, something like this ridiculous, imagine if this happened linear wise. Oh my god. Or or in or linear and like and then they end up having like her own birth kids with this guy. Like people would go crazy. Oh um, no, yeah, that's why it's like. I mean, they were because that's what they assumed. Yeah. I'm sorry, Adam. I, yeah, I was exactly. hoping. I, it's okay, Javi. I was just. Uh, uh, what do I want to say? Uh, I mean, yeah, people are already acting insane about it. Like, if it actually happened, that's why I didn't. I was hoping Marvel wouldn't do it, but who knows? They like the. I think they like the clickbait. <laughs> so, well, of course. I mean, of course. I mean, listen. It's it, people who get upset about how comics do clickbait or quote unquote like do event or uh, what sort of uh, stunt stunt selling stunt uh, stories Stunts, events. Yeah. Get, yeah. Guess right. what? 
welcome, welcome to mainstream Marvel, can, you know, in can, superhero can comic I, books. Can I offer? Can I offer a marketer's perspective on this? Yes, of course. So, as someone who who only reads the comic through screenshots on Twitter, people send me, um, <laughs> which unfortunately is a very large amount of screenshots. I'm going to tell you. Um, <laughs> I think I think this stems from the fa- from the old Brave War uh, outrage cell stuff that they used to justify Hydra Cap back in 2016. Um, now, granted, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a sustainable method. In fact, I think it's actually causing more harm than good the more they use it. It's kind of like using drugs. It's kind of cool the first time, but then it gets it ruins you later on. Um, oh, actually, I think you're, 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 I think you're um, the Spidey Dude bit. experience does not. <laughs> <laughs> I never said it was a good thing. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying speed, it. It's, it's... Speed kills, guys. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but um, it, it it's it's a diminishing returns thing. Zach's muted. He took away his soundboard privileges, so he's muted. Um, <laughs> um, but in in terms of the audience, oh, I have to unmute him manually on my end. Sorry, Zach. Okay, you're unmuted now. I, I was I I muted myself on the soundboard so that way I wouldn't interrupt people and I was trying to not be rude. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, but anyways, oh, on, on, uh, yeah, here's a little thing. I want to I want to hear. It. Yeah, go ahead. You're good, Neil. Go ahead. On on, on uh, oh sorry. On on the marketer to purchaser pipeline, outrage is half of the half half of the equation. You you might not translate that to sales. But on a return on investment, typically if you get the audience engaged, which this this issue pissed a lot of people off when it was announced, um, not necessarily in terms of its content, but that's a different story entirely. But yes. they they got their initial return on investment. In my opinion, unfortunately, I don't think this deserved either the marketing or the reception that it got once it was released. But from a marketing perspective, once they got the initial return on investment, they could close their portfolios and say, okay, let's move on to the next issue. So in that regard, the outrage does sell, but in my opinion, it is not entirely a sustainable method of advertising a product. No, I, I, I think you're onto something there. I think the problem is you're, you're on to the fact that, yes, it does work here or there. And, and right now Marvel's getting by on this a little bit with Spider-Man and because people are, but here's a problem though. There's so much controversy around this that people, and it feels like, it feels like for a while, Spider-Man and Mary Jane, that whole thing was kind of died down because it'd been so long since they were together. And and you had, and I know Dan Slott is, is, a, is a polarizing, uh, you know, writer and, and figure on social media. But either way, I, I never saw this much vol- this this much like outcry for like people getting this upset about Spider-Man comics in a long, long time. A long, long time. Maybe since brand new. Maybe since one more day. It feels like because we've had the MCU films, you had Into the Spider Verse, and now across the Spider Verse, you've really established that Spider-Man and Mary Jane are together. And then when Nick Spencer came on and brought mm-hmm. them back together, it was like it's almost like now Marvel has no choice. Even if they, even if I was, I we, we all have heard me from from the get go. They get they're getting back together, like they're gonna get married. They're gonna I I, I, fu- I fully believe this, but the thing is, they they want to do it. And they're trying to buy time for something. I don't know. I have no. I could be totally wrong, but it feels like they're buying time for something. I have no idea what that time is for, but they're doing something and they're trying to fill in time with that. 
and what the stories we're getting, like with this story now, it's up in my opinion, again, this is my opinion, it's not inherently bad because here's the thing. When I read this, I'm like, yeah, this is great because I know they're going to fix this and Peter and MJ are going to get together. Why are people freaking out about this? I still, like, I just don't get that. But for the story itself, the only thing I would say, I told I told Javi this earlier, I said, here's the thing. It's bold what they're doing with Aunt Mary Jane because we talked about like how Aunt Mary Jane's this party girl from this crane in the 60s and was just a model and what now she's in a multi-dimension like shooting machine guns. Like like that is a... That's, she's, that's, she's Sarah Connor slash Billy's soul. She, she really is, exactly. So it, there is, that's a danger to put her in this kind of thing. But I, I gotta tell you, I, it, it, it for some reason works for me. It, it just does. And I think it's because I know inherently like Mary Jane is not that person, but she, but also Mary Jane is a fighter and a survivor. And that's one of the biggest strengths of her character. I think that's what they're doing. They're obviously, they're going to like the nth degree with this, but I think that's what they're showing you is that she's resilient. And, and like, how you make a great point? Like, when you're with someone, but pretty much like you're raising children for four years and you don't, and, and like time is escaping, like, of course you're going to like grow attached and love that. For, it's just, especially if you connect, you don't hate each other, you know? Like, no, that's you just, can't. MJ has to stay pure for Peter. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, I don't like, I, I think they did that in my opinion, going back to what I talked about earlier about how, this actually felt the opposite. It was more compressing a lot of information all at once. And it was great. And that's what I thought about, you know, if this happened linear wise, that whole decompression thing we complained about earlier, everyone, I almost feel like it'd be, you could evaporate that by going back and forth between MJ and dimension into Peter in real time. It would actually flow a lot better in my opinion. Um, you know, probably if they were like yeah. backups to a main story. Without the inner conflict, like inner, a couple pages per, you know, and then a couple pages per MJ, and then like Peter gets yeah. five pages, and then something like that. Like, I don't know if a backup would work necessarily, but I think inner, inner, inner place between other pages, like just like how a normal, you know, ensemble book would be. So it reminds me of like how the, what they did with uh, what you're, what you're kind of suggesting, and maybe, maybe I'm on the same wavelength here, is kind of what like, they did with Mayday with like the uh, like the data pages where they would have like the main story and then they would have a page that was devoted to like a character or whatever. Maybe do that as a backup and build this story out over the year because it was so tonally inconsistent by yeah. doing what he did, which was I have a plot, but, but I haven't now figured I out how to tell it <laughs> yet. Afterwards. And it goes back to one of my big gripes about this run was that he had a plot and he kind of had it, you know, it, it, there was other stories he wanted to tell first. I get that. But had this story been the opening story of this run, I think the mystery box element and the mystery box complaint wouldn't have existed. And if you did what what you guys are suggesting, which is taking devoting a couple of pages per issue over 24 issues, and then when we get to this point here, then you kind of have this full story, and then you get to the resolution. Because we already knew that MJ, the stakes of this, of this part, right? We already knew that MJ, Paul, and these random-ass kids, 
which is th- their names to me now. They're just known as random ass. Kids. No, we're calling them. We're calling the them RAKs. Plot, we're, we're calling them plot and device. Oh, that's right. We we came up with the phrase plot and device before you got on, uh, Paul. Wow. That's their names now. Plot and device. So we got uh, we got plot and device plot here. <laughs> so so the these random ass kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, yeah. Instead of LMDs, well, well done, Adam. Well done. Pizza time. He comes up big. You know, he comes up big. And so again, you know, look after the disaster that was the ending to be. Don't say disaster. Don't say disaster. That's your opinion. That is. Oh, I'm sorry. That's your opinion. I did not your just opinion. Your, opinion. your opinion, man. Yeah. Exactly. Don't even, right. don't even say. Don't act like I'm not getting involved in this. Don't act <laughs> like it's, 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 this is this is like a foregone conclusion that everyone <laughs> thinks that this is a disaster because everybody I've talked to that is a Ben Riley fan, but you, Paul, yeah, has I've only talked to a Ben Riley fan. Jesus Christ. Me. That's all I talk to is Ben Riley fans. I know. Because I know. Exactly. I, I am a, I am a tour for there's five of you. Enough <laughs> <laughs> said. Neil nopes out of there because he knows I'm going to hit Follow. How about this? How about a better way to say it would be following the much controversial ending of Beyond. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's just like a politically correct way of saying that it was a disaster. Okay. But <laughs> well, it wasn't. It, but it wasn't. Uh, you're, you're, you're paying homage to both the people who don't like it and the people who do like it. Okay. So devil's advocate version of it yes i did not like the end because i didn't like the ending of beyond and then dark web was just like eh. dark web was bad dark, dark web was straight up bad dark yeah. web was zeb wells Holy trying to shit, they agreed on something <laughs> dark, web, dark web was a was a a hellions plot that was tied up in a spider-man book because reasons well okay there was one good thing we got rec rap that, oh yeah, enough. I love it, dude. I don't care. Yeah, I don't, fair I don't care yeah, what right. anyone says. I love, no, I love that silly, dumb, jokey concept. <laughs> oh Me god, too. I no, pissed I, Zach off. No, no, I, I, no, straight up, I like it too. Javi, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say I'm sending Adam a rec rack Marvel Legend when one gets released because you know oh. it's coming. Oh, it's going to be the build a figure. Probably. Oh, yeah. God, I guarantee you. I guarantee it's you. Build a figure. It's going to be a build. Either it's going to be a build a figure. Like there's a few like build a, when they when they finally do another build a figure wave that's not MCU. So I feel like the next build a figure wave is going to be um the is going to be Doc Ock. Uh, from No Way Home. Because you can do the tentacles, you can do the trench coat, the torso, and all that. Um, I, or maybe even the Green Goblin's glider. Um, no, I, I want a bug figure. <laughs> figure that's well, an accessory. <laughs> hang on, <laughs> hang on, Neil. Because we, I figure next year we'll probably get like the Osborne suit, wreck wrap. Like there's gonna be like what they did Halloween. this year. Hey, hey, it's guys, take about a year. Yeah, Hollow's Eve is going to probably get, be one of the, one of the characters. I, on. I really think that that's going to be yeah. next year's Marvel Legends wave. To, to the... Um, well, actually, no, let me... Venkman had said that he felt it was padded out. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't feel that way with this issue. I thought the last issue felt padded out. Like, it just felt like the prior chapter just 
the last issue well, honestly, again. I'm gonna be honest the last you probably the last two issues could have been one yeah yeah you, you probably this, honestly, this I didn't feel was padded out unless you want to count the backup but the backup is the backup you could yeah. like, I thought I you needed the time to see why she's devoted to these kids and how they grew together as a family unit and why she wouldn't let yeah that's the comment that that why she wouldn't abandon these these kids who've already been through so much that she's come to care for like that's the reason why she's keeping them keeping the unit together is because of the kids and all that they've endured for the whole time so i saw some complaints where like oh good we learn all this story in a montage woohoo but it's like what what did you want like yeah. the montage is like a perfect way to to tell it all because i mean i wouldn't put it past marvel to do it but is anyone gonna buy like a 12 issue mini series of what mary jane did no no yeah like we that's decompression that. yeah like i don't want yeah. that i don't i don't need that no one's gonna Amazing buy it volume two so like the montage was the most effective way to get that story told and i didn't have any problems with it i thought they did a really good job yeah. picking out key moments and uh, okay. focusing on how so, they came together so let me let me give my my overall thoughts on this and i agree with parts of what you said here hobby to kind of dovetail um I think this was a really, first of all, the hype behind this book and all the bullshit and all the, oh, all the, the terrible charts. discourse was going on in the buildup to this issue. First of all, Bleeding Cool is partially responsible for it because of them just throwing out random ass freaking pages without freaking context. And, and look, normally I'm not a guy that defends people like Dan from Spider Talk, but in this case, he wasn't wrong. When you read these, when you read the comic, when it as it was intended to be published, and don't read just random ass spoilers or random ass pages, the story does make exceptionally more sense than reading an out of context page. But Zach, how we got our clicks? But again, this is where I get really. <laughs> but look, Zach, where we got our clicks? There, there's two phrases that we kind of talked about that kind of dovetail of what you've said, Neil. If it bleeds, it leads. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> Think about the news media. If it bleeds, it leads. It's going to be the top story on the news. If it's rich, it's a leech. If it Second bleeds, it leads. <laughs> Secondly, controversy creates cash. Yeah. And that's what, um, that's what this has done. By, by sitting there doing this this crap, Bleeding Cool knows that if they sit there and they stir the shit, they're going to be able to drum up views and comments and people on Twitter are going to sit there and outrage mob because they want a reason to hate this run. People need to have their feelings concerning the Mary Jane and Peter Parker marriage and relationship and whatever to be validated. And they're using it to do it. Look, normally I'm not a person that defends Marvel here, but they clearly... Like Zeb Wells is a decent enough guy, and clearly there's a story he wants to tell. So let's let him tell this freaking story. So that's my rant about the discourse. Moving on from that, the actual execution of the issue. I thought the artwork by Kari Andrews is the best artwork I've ever seen of him in terms of yeah. a Spider-Man. Far and away, 
excellent work. I wouldn't mind seeing him being part of the regular artist rotation because we know sure. that um, as much as I love Patrick Gleason, he's not going to be able to do consistent spider work. It's just going to be a treat whenever we get it. It's like ice cream, um, visual ice cream for, for the stories. Do I think I, that this I will chill it as hard as I can. <laughs> do I think this is the story that <laughs> is a is a defining story that's going to change the landscape or landscape of Spider-Man? No. But at the same time, we know that there's a lot of teases about a big death that's happening next issue. I genuinely feel it's all a fake out. Secondly, when it comes to the kids, I honestly think that the kids are a manifestation of the pieces of the ruins in that were implanted in Mary Jane and Peter. That's what yeah. I think. When you Probably. see how the kid acts, he acts out of pure fear and it takes the, the young girl to calm him down. And then eventually he attaches himself to Mary Jane. So there is that aspect of it. Now, granted that's Mary Jane's natural un discussed untapped maternal instincts because Marvel cannot and will not mention the fact that Mary Jane was once pregnant because according to Joe Quesada, it, you, you can only have sex if you're married. I mean, that's real, running real, 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 real quick. I think Tevia comes to the right conclusion from the wrong perspective. It's going to, it's going to be over eventually. That's, that's why I, I stopped reading the book or stopped buying the book and getting Twitter screenshots, but I stopped like investing so much time in the book because I know like, you know, it's not for me. It's healthier for me if mm -hmm. I just go away and eventually I'll come back. And <laughs> given a year or two, everything in this run will probably be gone by the time I'm back. There is thousands of back issues that you can sit there and talk about. There is thousands of stories that we can sit there that that maybe necessarily need a spotlight on them that don't have have never had a spotlight on them. For me, that that era is like the, the period between the Clone Saga and the and the reboot. It's you know, that's so it's healthy to be a silk fan that it is to be a Spider-Man yeah, fan. Like, <laughs> like, Neil's a silk fan, so he's gonna go sit there and read those silk books. You've got Spider-Gwen that has the a whole set of books that you know I haven't seen a Spider-Gwen podcast pop up. Maybe somebody should do that. So, like there's 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 ways of of using your time. And you know, in the case of me, I do a, I do a Mayday show. Now, granted, we're getting into a, a period for the for me as a Mayday fan that I'm not necessarily going to enjoy. But like, I you know, I get to chronicle a story that I'll make my Mayday with Kelly. I don't even know if she's still here or not. But like, um, I get to chronicle that story and kind of tell the you know, give people that are not part of that message board culture that it, that popped up and existed in the early 2000s you tell that story of how that spider girl message board basically kept spider girl alive for 40 plus issues. I, I think i think we need to go back to the comic book itself because i think there's in my opinion like because bankman i respect you like crazy and if you said if, if you really think this is more decompressed like i i would fully 100 disagree because by the time i was you know i was reading this and and I'm and I'm like plowing through it, and I'm actually intrigued by what's happening. I'm like, okay, how does Paul and Mary Jean become closer? Okay, and I, where do the kids where do the kids all fit into this, right? So as I'm reading this, I'm I'm going through it. I'm like, man, like I feel like I just read a ton, and I looked at the page count. I was on page 25. Now I know this is a bigger book, and there's a backup, but I'm like, we got so much more 
in those 25 pages than we did in the last, I think, two months. And I, I gotta say, it was really nice to see like this progression of a character. And there's a couple neat things, like Carrie Andrews, like, you guys talked about his art. Um, I gotta tell you, uh, go read um, Erratic uh, by AWA or AEW. I always forget what the hell it's called. Um, the AWA comic book uh, company, where that that Erratic is a fantastic book. It looks gorgeous. That to me is his best art, bar none, in my opinion. Well, uh, this um, is his this, best Spidey art, is what I, is what I specifically well, said. No, I, no, 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 no. I, I'm just saying, like in general, like, like his his erratic his, his erratic comic book is very good too. But just moving that very clear, it's very good. Um, but this art is, is still really good. I like the fact we got the development of Paul and MJ, and then Jeremy Jr. came in like with Spider-Man showing up. I love that little like kind of big change and shift of time. Like Carrie Andrews is doing the past. And then, you know, once Spider-Man, you know, comes in, it catches up and back to what John Romita Jr. does best, which is, you know, drawing a, a kick-ass Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Um, I just feel that the kids represent, like and I, Javi already mentioned it, it represents, I think, the maternal aspect of, of Mary Jean that Marvel wants to start try to implement, implement, implementing, excuse me, to the base, to like the more casual or the, main, the, the readers are reading now. Because like it or not, you know, Zach, um, and this is not going to talk down you by any means, but like people don't remember the pregnancy. They don't know issue Spider-Man 75 as well as we all do. You know, they don't remember that. And I think that you can't, the problem with today, and I, and I think it's, I find myself in the middle because I'm like a, most, a lot of us here, I think that you can embrace continuity and still use it to your advantage. And I think they still will at some point. I think that, I think baby may, and that whole thing with the pregnancy, they'll eventually address that, but it's not anytime soon. Now, that being said, I do feel, and I think what they're doing now is they're trying to slowly build up Mary Jane to this maternal figure in the books, because right now we don't really have, we don't really have that outside of Spider-Girl. And, and I don't hate, hate six. I like, I like Spider-Girl. I can't wait to get more into their books, but no one really knows that aspect of Mary Jane. And I think the people, you have to go deep, to go find the, the original, you know, issue 75 and that reference. So I think but they're my, hold, my on, slight... hold, 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 hold on. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Let me finish this up. I'm almost done. So when you're having this, you need to build it up naturally. And I think that with that, you're even this whole idea of how Peter and Mary Jane, even though you separate them, you bring them back together through all this, through this huge hard, you know, hard turmoil. And you also show the audience that Mary Jane wants to be a mob. And I think I listen, I understand you could you don't need to do this to do that like to have her be a mom like I'm not saying you do but I think for them for for people to kind of get Mary Jean to that conclusion naturally where they're at at this point as just getting back together you can't just be like oh they have a baby after they've been together for like a month it'd be weird it just would be weird um you know they have to get to that point of like let's get remarried probably I mean unless they have to get married to have kids but I'd be fine if they did to be quite honest but I think to get to that point to get remarried and have a child and go and look at that Superman Lois, um, uh, what they're doing with those characters in DC, which mm -hmm. DC's killing it right now. Um, yeah. and again, I'm almost done, I promise. Um, that, I'll I think talk about, about DC soon. I, for sure, for sure, I'll get you on for DC. Um, and the thing is, when you build, you have to build that up naturally. And I think once, and honestly, I do think what's gonna happen after this, my prediction is she, Mary Jane is, what, those kids won't be killed, quote unquote, 
they'll be sent out to a different dimension where she'll always have this longing for them or unless they are with those manifestations like you said which i really like actually exact but either way you've now established that she loves being a mom and when that's taken away as a and you know as well as i do guys who are parents here if that was taken away from you that would be the fucking worst thing in the world and yeah. i would like i i'll just be, i'll say it right here it's gonna be controversial i just end it i'd be like i'm done see ya like i'd be i'd just be done because it would be, I wouldn't rather be done than go on without my kid, straight up. So imagine Mary Jane taking these kids. I don't care if they're her biological kids or not. I don't, and this is, I'm not mad at you guys, by the way. Um, I'm saying in general. Like, I don't care if they're biological kids or how old they were when she, she, you know, accepted them as her own kids. Those are her kids in her eyes. And you have to realize that. And when they are probably eventually going to be taken away, that is going to be a huge hit to the character. And if it's not, then Zeb Wells should be, the, the, not Zeb Wells, Nick Lowe and all of them should be ashamed of themselves. Because to me, this is a great, this is a great story that you could be uh, treading on. And if you just overlook it, like, oh, manifestations, oh, well, like, which I don't think they're well, going to do. But, but if they, if they but, do that, then I'm, I'm, I'm done. I think, may, may I offer a response? My, yeah, here's my, here's my pushback, two things. One, um, I understand what you're saying. There's a lot of people that don't remember the clone saga and stuff like that and don't re maybe never read it. But I, I would also push back on the fact that because the clone saga has been so controversial and it's been collected now, completely collected in Probably both times yeah. in multiple times in trades and omnibuses, and you got it all on Marvel Unlimited now, there is a large amount of people that will that have gone back and read those things and you've got those people that have done that because they've watched outrage video of the clone saga so i because I, I still get emails about, on about clone saga chronicles even though the show is done so i just don't may talk I, about them you know may, it's because but, may you know. i offer my offer an alternative perspective from an outsider on sure. one hand paul is correct that there is a lot of dramatic weight behind um mj and these kids however consider the following it would be really funny if MJ rolled three skulls and they all exploded. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Wait, attention, Neil. Uh, Neil, Neil is they, just—he's uh, out of control. Neil's out. Of, <laughs> yeah, he is. Would, what can I, I say? My, sabbat my sabbatical from the program rejuvenated my batteries. <laughs> Let me. Uh, so, uh, can I can I jump in real quick? Just, uh, Paul, what Paul was saying about Mary Jane is <laughs> this, and I'll. And I'll let you, uh, Adam, jump in after this. Is they could have done that story when, when Baby May was murdered, but Marvel editorial wouldn't let them. And you had the you had the times where MJ goes to was starting to go to therapy, and she was you know studying to be a psychologist because she was trying to understand things. And then they never did anything with that when she went back to school, and because of what editorial was like trying to distance themselves from the clone instead of letting a story organically grow they just were like we're not going to talk about it we're just pushing it under the rug and i worry that if they do something like that similar it is repeating the same mistake what what you just said paul so i am agreeing with you on on principle it's just like i've seen this song and dance before so adam your thoughts um i guess i i appreciate everyone's thoughts on this issue uh especially please, Hodges and Paul. please don't appreciate my thoughts on this <laughs> yeah except for neil uh, but uh <laughs> uh neil by the way neil I'm back. 
Neil has a new nickname. It's called he's called Three Skulls from now on. <laughs> Neil Three Skulls. Oh, that's actually that actually kind of goes hard. I'm gonna use that as my album. I'm gonna use my as my debut EP. Three Skulls. Uh, that changes. That's his new name. It's a three skulls. Hang on. I think second. I think my problem with this. I mean, we have to wait for the next issue, really. But my problem with this is it just. Especially, I, I guess I'm basing it on what ifs, because if these kids are like these magical constructs, then it all just feels, it feels like they split up Peter and Mary Jane for nothing. It just, it, like, it's just this contrived thing for drama. And I get it, you know, the book needs drama, but it just feels like, I don't know if we needed See? this story to be told well, to be set up right after with that little epilogue of Beyond where it's like, oh, do you want to move in together? And then it's like, oh, this big, you know. Oh, and then Raven figure. comes and says, nope, bye, bitch. Yeah. Because oh, God. I think, I've, I think I've said this before on here. Like, it feels to me like we could have had all this stuff, or at least most of it, that isn't related to uh, the Rabin, you know, Mayan God thing. We could have had all this with like Peter and Mary Jane together. So to it, it just seems arbitrary to split them up like this when it might not even mean anything. Now, Paul and Javi, you bring up good points. If this leads to Mary Jane like realizing, oh, you know, that you know, she's obviously formed a connection to these children, it's like, oh, well, now I that's something I'm thinking more of now. I like I want to have kids my own and you know if that leads to something with peter later it's like okay maybe it'd be worth something i would hope so but right now it just feels like they're doing this you know clickbait let's make everyone upset because we, we know we know what pushes the fans buttons so we're going to you know we're gonna do this to you know for just for the drama and for the hell of it because we you know it <laughs> i don't know real, real, real quick See, real quick oh, real quick paul before before you i guess talk. i just want it to be for not for nothing because like if this just leads to them being separated again for like several years it's like i'm in I, i'm i can only be so patient and it's like i don't think it's gonna happen i i, I know I, i'm just I saying don't i think so yeah i know well because there's all this other stuff going on like in multimedia and stuff and we know their end game and everything but I don't know. I just, I, I guess I just feel like, you know, a little, like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily fed up. I'm just kind of like, it's exhausting. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm apathetic more than anything, which I, I've been hearing a lot lately that the, <laughs> they don't want you to be apathetic. So <laughs> real, real quick before, before we do some things, I usually don't like, I don't usually like, you know, clap back at our listeners, but Tavia, I'm going to give you a massive reality check right now. It's not going to be the final nail in the coffin. If, if your predication for a reading Amazing Spider-Man is built on Mary Jane and Peter being together or even alive, then I don't want to say you're not reading ASM for the right reasons, but it's, it's a very flimsy one. And also, this is the Marvel Universe. If MJ dies, we have literal mechanisms made to bring back characters. Well, and that's Get the thing, too. Like, if they actually kill her off next issue, which it's like, that's, I guess... She'll be back! I, I would hope not, but it's like a coin flip. I mean, 
it's if it's a big thing it they they're hyping it up as this big thing and if it's not a big thing it's like well, that was a letdown yeah but as, if as it is her team. if it is actually her it's like well what's the point like she's just gonna, she's not gonna stay dead like yeah the, the x-men have literally built a mechanism to bring back dead people <laughs> that's true and finally and then i'm gonna let uh paul back in here for a second to, to dovetail i was gonna bring up tevia's point uh, so i'm glad you did neil um Mary Jane and Peter are going to be together in the PS5 game. Mary Jane and Peter are a version of Mary Jane and Peter are going to be in the in the films. So it may be that it ends for the comic fans temporarily, but it's cyclical. You have creators that are coming up that were reading comics when me and Paul and and Hobby were reading comics when Peter and Mary Jane were married. So it's going to like you're starting to see these, you know, millennial creators come in and they're going to be waxing nostalgic. And these third generation creator creative types that started, you know, in the 80s or whatever, they're going to be leaving. They're going to be aging out and they're going to there's going to be a new group of people that are going to come in and be like, man, I'm super nostalgic for the late 80s and the McFarland era and stuff like that. So. I, I just think it's a little disingenuous for people to think that it's like, oh, it's in game. It's it's a nail in the coffin. It's temporary. No, Nothing yeah, is man. forever when it comes to comics. Go ahead. Oh, Iron, I, I, I want to use Iron Man as like an example of this, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Paul. But sure. Iron Iron Man has gone from being rich to poor to rich to poor to rich to moderately uh, well off within the span of less than a decade. She'll be fine, yeah. even if she yeah. even if we even if we watch her like roll three skulls in her thing and she explodes, <laughs> which will be kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> that would be really funny. Um, three three she's skulls coming, herself. Just she's coming death. back, baby. It just pop her in the egg. She's coming out. I, I want to throw this to Javi too, because because Javi and I, we, we, he's my boy, and we we talk a lot about this stuff, and I, I want. To throw some things out to you, and I want you to t- tell me if I'm if I'm insane your intake, and along with all you guys. But I want to pose a hobby too. He hasn't said much lately. My yeah. thing is this. All right, really quick. I want to throw it to you, hobby. What to answer this? Answer me this right now. Are Peter and MJ together in the MCU? Yeah. Right now. Right I mean, now. Are Peter. It, in the way after the end of No Way Home, no. Exactly. But, and I see where you're going with this because I was having yep. this thought as everyone was talking. Yep, 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 yep. Go ahead. Superman was um, quiet, Siri. Uh, <laughs> Superman was going to get married to Lois. They were engaged. Then they made Lois and Clark, and they're like, oh, hold on. Can't get him married right now. We want to tie it in with the show. What are we going to do? Oh, let's kill Superman. Mm-hmm. He got better. They got rip, married rip, on TV the same week that the issue came out. Mm-hmm. And while that got undone by stupid Flashpoint, they're back <laughs> together. They're married in the comics, it. and it's been very successful. And they're married on TV, which more people probably see the show yep. than read action, which is a shame mm-hmm. because not that the action show's not amazing. good, but action and Superman right now are... Oh just man, that's hitting it out of the park oh, month baby, after month. So it wouldn't surprise me if maybe they are delaying it to whenever we get a Spider-Man four with Tom oh, Holland. God, that it's ages away. Know, also, <laughs> also to add, also to add on to this, 
and tie them in together in the comics because comics is this weird thing where the dog doesn't wag the tail. The tail wags the dog. Like the lineup that we have for guardians was not, I'm pretty sure was not the lineup that was existing before the MCU movies. I mean, you can fact check me on it. it, It's partial. It it is part of it, but not in the same iteration. Yeah, it, but it's, it's not. It's 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 majority ben, majority ben, of the characters. Ben, Bendis unfortunately loves for, forgot that he wasn't on the Marvel Creative Committee anymore, <laughs> and so so I can like Zach was pointing out like I can see because we are getting these Peter and MJ relationships in you know more popular media that it's going to come to the comics. Also, I'm, I'm because they I, always copy that. They Sorry. always copy the bigger thing. I'm, I'm because yeah. real, 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 real quick, uh, uh, people are mentioning across the Spider Verse, and oh, cool, hey Ron, cute baby. Um, but I'm gonna let you in on a, on a little secret. In the entertainment industry, animation isn't taken seriously, and as True. great and as phenomenal as across as Into the Spider Verse was, the MCU will always be more important. Not only because it yeah. makes more money. But because live action, even though it's just literally just a cartoon with some humans green screened onto it these days, True. is um, is taken more seriously than animation. So now, the, I, the, the the bigger cow gets slaughtered for the comic. Now pre- to press back on this a little bit, though, you just saw what happened with Mario. It's it's a billion dollars. Yeah, but that's, uh, because, of, that, that's because it's nin, it's Nintendo's first. It's movie. Nintendo. It's it's yeah. It's a little. It's a little. I, I, I see both sides. I, I think. Then again, I the Halo show Halo. was dog shit. So, <laughs> oh, damn. so but, but listen, but listen. But, but like Javi was saying, and, I, and again, I, I don't know if they're going to wait that long, but I, I, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to wait as long as it takes to make a Spider-Man four because we don't know when that's going to happen. We just mm-hmm. don't. But yeah. I will say that it makes more sense to build up and emulate something. And, I, and I'm not saying it's going to, like, it, you have to do this. And, and I'm not even sure if it's, if it's more coincidental than anything. But I will say that it's interesting that they're driving them away as much as they can from each other so they can build up them coming back. And I'm, not, I'm wondering if they're doing the same thing. So if it, it's not going to line up one for one, like maybe Lois and, and Clark and, and yeah. Spring Comics did. Mm-hmm. But like Javi, I think you know what I'm going with this too, is you can have the trades out and have a wedding issue and redo that whole thing and have the multi, you know, multiple wedding issues. And I think there's clever ways to do it. That's why it I'm saying odd that we got that reprint of the wedding album. Yeah. I, 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 I got pushed back. Homes. I'm I can't afford you. it. So I didn't get it. Yeah. It's pretty. It's like well, it's pretty the, cheap on in stock trades. Yeah. Oh, is it okay? It's like twenty seven I mean, or something. To, to like fifty dollars regularly. Sheesh. With Paul, like, why was Morbius in the second symbiote Spider Man? Morbius story? sweep. Because he was coming out in a movie. Why was Mysterio the big bad of the first symbiote Spider Man? Because Morbius. he was in. No, it's almost sudden Morbius sweep again. Like, why was Electro the villain in um, Amazing Spider-Man when Amazing Spider-Man Two came out? Because he was in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't wait for. There was a lizard arc Web. when ASM twenty twelve came out. I can't wait for Madam <laughs> Web to to get an ongoing. <laughs> I am too. Oh, I love Jimmy Carter. Coming. The I Ben Parker. The Ben Parker ongoing with the Abraham oh, Lincoln so- beard. 
I'm going to warn you, I've got a full rant about Julia Carpenter and how they how they clumsily did all that with Grim Hunt that's coming your way whenever I do the oh, uh, no. oh, Spider Girl the end discussion because I like because so, I'm going to talk a lot about Aranya and in that because of the disconnect right, between right, Aranya right. and Spider Girl. Well, and, and, and I, I, again, I really want to focus on this issue because all this yeah. is to say, because I think Mary Jean, you're giving Mary Jean, to your point, Adam, and I'm curious what all you guys think, but to your point, Adam, is like, you don't want it to just be a waste and, and wait. I just don't know if they're going to, I don't, I don't, I understand and respect why people would be fearful of that because I think that's natural. And I think it's, there's evidence to like, to think that, to not put it past them. Mm-hmm. But I do think that they're dri- they've been dr- they've come so hard in trying to drive a wedge between them, but also show in like in this issue alone. And again, I, I love you. You know, I love you like a brother, man. But it's like I it drive I, like man. I totally disagree with what you said about the previous issues. Like I, I don't think Peter's head was in his, in the right spot, and that's the thing is like, and that's why I think when you look at this from a total story, which I think is better told over. I, I, over a train or read it all together at once because I think you really feel the emotion of Peter a little better when you read mm-hmm. them all together. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I think that when you see this issue, particularly when, when Mary Jean slaps Paul, I know that was a huge thing that went, went leaked out that I saw before, which I honestly thought was happening. Oh, OMG, domestic abuse. Um, <laughs> but but that being said, you, you see how resistive she was to him and was like, no, mm-hmm. like, I'm not, like, she's, I mean, come on, dude, like, she, she hit him. It wasn't like she was like, eh, yeah. no, get away from me. Like, she freaking straight up, like, slop, socked him. Yeah. And, you know, and she, like, you see both of their rage of, of being away from the other. And sure. I think it shows, I think it really does show the, like, the, the power that they have over each other, not over each other, but with each other, mm-hmm. and how much they are soulmates. And I think that's what they're driving home with. And I think that what you're seeing now is is what she doesn't want to give Paul up. I think not just because she loves. I think she loves Paul not as much as Peter. I definitely do think that, but because they have that paternal instinct, and she's that's her child, you know, children's father. She, she loves him. She as, loves him like a, a brother. <laughs> she loves. No, she loves him as a unit. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, if, 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 and, and Javi, help me out with this, and, and Zach, you too. As a parent, like, you know, for me anyway. We're a unit. You love your your family as a unit, not just as a separate thing, you know, yeah. or whatever. So, so for me to jump in on this, sorry, Javi, I'll let you jump in. You can you can throw in your ten cents. You know, people kind of look at me and my ex wife, uh, <clears throat> my ex wife, my first ex wife, uh, the relationship that I have with Gabby's mom, and they kind of look at it weird because we get along extraordinarily well, and. I, you know, I had to explain to her husband, as I affectionately refer to him as my husband-in-law, uh, as a as a bit of a joke. But, you know, I explained to him, I was like, "Look, I love Ashton because she's the mother of my child, and I will always care for her, and I will always have a love for her. It is not the same love that I had when I was married to her. There is a profound difference between that love." Um. Because I love her as a friend and I love her as the mother of my child. But that's but that's a completely different love than when you are married and you are bound to that person. 
is there hobby feel free to jump in on because i know you have a different relationship with your ex-wife but no i i think you i think you uh elaborated pretty well that that it is it can't there are different types of families and there are different ways that mm-hmm. people can parent or co-parent mm-hmm. um and it doesn't necessarily have to be you don't have to be in love with someone to co-parent um, or be biologically related to the people you're raising. Um, mm-hmm. So, no, I, I think it's, like I said earlier, like I, I get with that, with the time we spent with them in this issue, it was enough to make me feel that I understood why MJ is staying with them and not running back into to be with Peter. It's not that she doesn't love him or that Paul is um, manipulating her and, you know, forcing her to, to talk to Peter in a closet, you know, because she's scared because there's domestic abuse going on. Um, you know, she she's come to value this thing that she's found. And everything is different when you have kids um stuff that you do stuff that you're willing to sacrifice that maybe you wouldn't have before and when you're responsible for raising someone like you want to put your best foot i would hope you would want to put your best foot forward and make things as i mean you want to teach them things but you want to you know give them every loving comfort that you can um especially like these kids who've God knows what they've been through before, you know, they were found. But I, to me, I, it, it worked for me. That's going to be a, a crux to that story that we're going to get next issue. I, isn't next issue yeah. double sized? Am I, am I, it's a 10, it's a $10, awesome. it's a $10 issue. <laughs> there's, there's some of the discord that I just, I, I had to ask Neil about it. Cause I'm like, I don't understand where this meme came Paul from. A, a unique, yeah, that came well, from. That, yeah, I don't know where that came it's from. It's the implication I, of. Um, but it could have been Mark, Dark Mark and his review on the crawl space. There's it, a panel. You know, we don't. We don't there's it's a panel. A panel. There's a panel don't in montage what, where he's like, "I didn't tell you about that," <laughs> or yeah, I should I should have told you or something like yeah. that. Could it be that the he knew the truth about the kids the whole time, like where they came Perhaps. from? There's, could there's it a, be that he didn't the, tell her that time moves differently? Perhaps yeah. these are good. We don't these know. are good questions. <laughs> and, and again, I think we'll get that answer. I think in the next in the next issue, um, and because it's and that's part of the reason. So to peel back the curtain, normally we do two issues an episode, but obviously with the with the pre comic book day issues and this issue being a double sized issue, we felt like that it was going to be something that we could you know really get some meat on the you know and, and really dive into when we get to the last issue, which is coming out the last week of the month. Um, then we'll be able to talk about that one single issue because it's going to be. That's what I thought. I I, I thought it was a I thought it was a big boy issue, which will um, it'll probably have its freaking own spine like uh ASM eight fifty. So, um, I, I have a, a question for the panel because we're we're nearing the end game here on this story. 
why um, do you feel like everything has been answered to your satisfaction at this point? Or, are you, or is, is there still a plot that you're waiting to get more on? That's a good question. I think it's funny. I wanted to, well, I don't have, you know, major thoughts about it, but in my little notes, I just put, I think that this is a decent enough explanation. And that's, I mean, really, I feel like the arc as it is right now, explaining how we got to issue one of this run, I think this is decent enough. Is it kind of, I, it, I maybe it could have been better. We've talked about, we talked about last issue. Paul's yeah. mentioned it here. Maybe if like this was actually planned out a little better and we uh, actually had this uh going in real time instead of waiting a year to get the answers i think maybe it would have played a little better there probably would still be all the you know nuclear rage and all that that stuff but uh i feel like for a guy who for a guy who apparently um for a guy who says that he worked backward i think Maybe he could have done it better, but I think this is decent enough. Yeah, you know, so, I, 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 really, really quick, I just want to answer Javi's question. I'll be done for the night because, for the record, I, I give this, uh, this this issue an A minus. I, I really like this issue a lot. Um, I was going to ask for grades, so thank you. No, no worries. Yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll say I'll give this an A minus. I, I love seeing uh, Peter take on the Fantastic Four. I, I felt, and I love, you know, what, honestly, here's why I think that even more so that works for me is why he fights Captain America because Captain America comes in and says, let him go. He, he, cause Cap can relate mm. to what Pierre has gone through because that time difference, that's because a good of point. All that, I think it, it really does pay off and it lets the fantastic four let him do his thing because without that, they probably just fight and you have to beef and you have to have to explain how they get their beef resolved. Here, Captain America, and I think it's earned from there previously too, but I do think Captain America himself is a, is a great it's a great job of a great, or a great point and a great time for Captain America to show up and be like, listen, he, he has to, this is how he feels. He is feeling this, he's feeling the loss. We have to let him feel it and deal with his own way and let him go and move forward. Don't get in his way. Because he knows, because he's dealt with he's dealt with that with war, and this isn't exactly war, but that all worked for me. And I thought that 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 previous issues paid off with this. And before anyone comes in, real quick, a minus, and I want to say Javi just nailed it about the families, about how you know it, you you have to learn, you know, you can't, you, no matter what, that unit, you're not going to give it up. For you know, oh, I found Peter. I love you right now. You know, it becomes your world. And if you have children, I think that really is the crux of this whole relationship. I'm not sure if it's really just Paul, but I think when you work with a team, as like like her and Paul have been as their as the paternal figures of their lives, that is because that becomes your life. Like like Javi said, and anyone who's a parent understands that. And, I, and again, I'm not listen as someone who always wanted to be a parent before. I, you know, and then before I had it, I became one. I, it was hard for me to understand that, even though I wanted to understand it. I, I mean, I, I wanted to be a parent so bad. You don't really get it until it happens. And I'm not trying to talk mess like, because you have kids you don't understand. I'm just saying it's hard to identify with that, in my opinion. And I think that you understand, you don't have to like it, 
but you can understand a little bit of the perspective. And I think that's why it gives Zebos a lot of credit. He's doing something daring and different with Mary Jane in this. And I think she's going to come out a much different character. And that's why I think we're going to get the more paternal Mary Jane figure, which I'm excited about, regardless after these kids are gone, because I don't think they're sticking around. But I like this issue. I give it an A minus. And, you know, I, I think this, uh, it, all I'll say this, there's no lingering things they haven't explained other than this big death reveal. I, I, I'm pretty happy. I just want, I do kind of want to move on because I'm done with the the, the, the backlash that everyone's gotten mm-hmm. from now. I want to move on to something different. That's, that's yeah. what I want to do for now. Amen to that. Um, to kind of answer my, um, or answer Hobby's question myself, I'll say this. Uh, I'm going to give this a B plus. I think the artwork was really good. I think both stories were really well done um, in terms of this story is well done because it does give you finally answers. And for it, for a lot of us griping and gnashing of teeth from the beginning of this season of the show, t- talking about Wells, there was a lot of like, man, I just want to get the answers. Well, we're finally getting those answers. Is it 100% perfect? No. There's things like what uh, McNulty brings up about the Peter punching Paul versus Paul, you know, punching Peter, whatever. Um, Don't know if, you know, we don't know which is, which is which that may have been a mistake. And it may have been something that, you know, has to be explained away as a no prize in letters page. Who knows? But at the same time, we do get most of these answers. We get an answer as to why the Fantastic Four pissed at him. We get an answer of why the Avengers are sort of pissed at him. Uh, Aunt May, we kind of know why she was a little... The way they portrayed Aunt May being mad at him was a little out of proportion, to be fair. Um, and uh, you know, I'll, dis- I'll disagree. When you leave someone to pay your medical bills for six months, that I think you're justified in being a little pissed off at somebody. Right. Um, she but didn't reason to be like that. It, you, yeah. you know, I, I can even, <laughs> understand her disappointment with that. But my point being is that I, you know, people felt like there was going to be more to it than that. Um, but I feel like that this arc has done a pretty decent job of answering all these questions that we've had. And I am interested to see now that we're moving, we're going to get through this period of time and we're going to move forward now. Okay. Zeb Wells, you've done your, um, your big mystery. You've done your big mystery arc. Now go back to telling good Spider-Man stories that are just fun. Like there doesn't need to be a big overarching mystery. And that's been something that's been a bit of a crutch with Spider-Man, especially for the last couple of decades where it feels like we got to introduce a mystery. And then the mist, like not everything has to be the hobgoblin. We don't have to recreate that wheel every time. So um, with that being said, I feel like we're moving forward and there is forward progression and there's not something that's, that's hanging over as a cloud. We'll see if my opinion changes with the next issue and the next episode. But for now, like I say, it's a B plus for me because I really like the artwork and I, I did like that story. Uh, Adam, what's your what's your grade? Uh, I'd probably give it a C. Um, art was great. I actually I like Peter punching Johnny because I felt like punching Johnny in that moment. Ah, um, Johnny, you're on fire! But uh, I don't know that. But that whole that ending with Peter, you know, three skulls at, at the end. Those last two panels, just like that utter defeat, it really bummed me out. And uh, 
it was just i mean i good art's supposed to make you feel something but i don't know if i want to feel that that loss <laughs> necessarily so i don't know we'll see where it goes i just don't really want it to be contrived whatever that means and be all just cause for drama and be all for nothing Bobby, you're great I don't know, man. Um, I I really I didn't dislike it. I, in fact, I think I really liked it. I was really blown away by um, Andrew's art. Um, yeah, word. And uh, I don't know. It's I don't I don't know if I hundred percent feel like we got to the place. Because I I would assume that most of twenty six is going to be in the present day, if not all of it. I don't necessarily feel everything lines up perfectly. Um, like the whole bill collector thing still seems a little weird to me, mm-hmm. even though yeah. we know now it's those old bills, like something didn't right. quite line up with it. Um, so I, I'd have to read it again, but like I'm waffling between like a B plus and an A minus. Although, and I say that totally understanding um, where Adam's coming from and how, yeah, we you do want all this melodrama to be for something, um, like, but I, I think that ending it in that downer way explains why Peter was in the the rut that he was, where he wasn't trying to find work and and Fair. how yeah. it was difficult every day. Like, I I see why that ending goes into the first issue of this arc, um, and I think just overall with with spider-man that he tends to have the problem past a certain point of like i mentioned at the top of the show of character progression um like we've seen a lot of him regressing and not being the like he can be funny as spider-man but he should be he was always more mature than his peers um Mm -hmm. when it came to like his personal life even though yeah like you guys have said he's got a temper like he's still is able to rationalize things and he's a smart person, maybe not Reed Richards, but he's smart. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like we've lost some of that. I feel like the free comic book day issue didn't necessarily highlight that, but with this, it, it goes to show like Mary Jane has had tremendous, I think character progression that we're finally getting to see where it's all coming from. And I, I would hope that that Peter gets the same, courtesy again because i felt like we were getting it with the first half of spencer and Mm -hmm. it's kind of fallen by the wayside and i'd like to just get back to that and pass the the negativity and it's like i said in one of the earlier episodes like i'm liking the beginning of this arc i'm waiting to see where it goes to you know how it finishes i'm not going to judge it until it's all the way done um but the way that like we've all said the way the story has been trotted out has you know affected the discourse and gotten a lot of people riled up which is unfortunate so so to dovetail uh, you literally teed up my my one of my final points one of the reasons that i started doing this show is to try to bring a nuanced in-depth deep level discussion of these stories and 
because we know, like Paul and I, we disagree on the the ending of Beyond, right? He's he likes that ending. I don't. That's okay. But if we don't have some sort of nuance when it comes to discussing and dissecting these stories, then it becomes extremely polarizing to where you have one group that's listening to a show because they're, they're rip and tear and slash and bash and, you know, put, you know, bash people's metaphorical skulls in or three skulls, you know, killing people off uh, with, with Bogan writer over there. But, um, you know, then you have the other on the other side, you have the guys that just want to sit there and just play kissy, kissy, kissy. Okay. I'll play a little kissy face, but I don't want to play kissy face all the time. Okay. I feel like that, that people kind of generally are probably more in the middle and ha- having that discussion and this nuance. And that's part of the reason I brought up a lot of the discourse and I keep bringing this discourse is because I hope that this show can help improve some of the discourse. Maybe that's me being a little overzealous, but hopefully like you've, you've found, you know, things cause there's going to be people that are, are going to agree with Paul. There's going to be people, people that agree with Javi. People agree with Adam. People agree with me. Great. Um, I, I always love new fans. I don't but, have any opinions. <laughs> I mean, but like, no, you're not even supposed to be here today. Neil. Yeah. I know I'm on I'm on sabbatical. Yeah, Neil, you're on sabbatical because you're not. You know, you, you've you've guys, you've done guys, he's three right. skulls, not Neil anymore. He's three skulls. Come on, <laughs> listen, the tri skull over here, the um, tri skull. I like that tri skull. I'm gonna that's draw the tri signal with a skull face on it. That's yeah, that's yeah. that cut. Oh damn! Thanks, Paul. You gave me a banger skull. nickname. <laughs> so like so tri so skull over there. When I I guarantee you. There's going to come a point where he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably pick up ASM again. But then we can sit there. If you want to hear uh, Neil exclusively, you can you can go to w- listen to him and I talk about Kirkoan era of X-Men. You know, um, you know, just pay five dollars a month on Patreon. <laughs> well, the first three episodes or wait, like, or wait six months. Yeah. I mean, Neil is he's always have he has the right to have opinions. OK, let's be real. It's OK if I'm wrong. See, and that's the thing is like when when people sit there and say, "Well, you're I, I, you just know I'm right," or "You just know I'm wrong." Like to me, that's the mentality that I'm like, "Listen, I disagree with you, and here's why." That's a way of dis- discussing things and dissecting things. But when you get people that are so far on their corner saying, "No, you're effing wrong," then it does nothing. You're not going to be able to persuade people to to listening to your argument by being an asshole on either side. And we see that right now, especially on, on, on Spidey discourse. And so that's, that's my overall point. Hopefully that rambling incoherent, somewhat mess. It makes sense. Um, so, um, we do what we can. Well, like Paul said last episode, I mean, it's art. And art is subjective and beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And what I like is going to be different sometimes than what Neil likes or what Adam likes or Paul or any of the viewers. So, you know, it's, it's all okay. 
I do appreciate the people in the comments calling this a great review. I, I, that really does. I, I know. I, I was. I was just gonna. Say, I wanted to say that too. And, and to, again, I, I don't. I know it's going long, but this is why I love. But first of all, we talk, we talk. We all talk on a text group, so when we all get like this, it's gonna be, it's gonna be long. I mean, sorry, Hobby and, and Zach, and everyone. So, uh, but but the thing the thing is, you know, what Javi said is true, and and one thing that people like say about me, and, and I'm not even trying to pat myself on the back here. I'm just trying to just tell people for yourself. People say like, man, I really love like how enthusiastic about stuff you like or whatever. And it's like, that's the thing. Don't worry about the other people. Don't worry about like, you know, if, if you're the only one who likes something, there's nothing, something wrong with you if you like it. Okay. And I'm not saying people, all, everyone has this problem, but if you feel weird with people, like, do I like this? And you don't know, or you're afraid to say something. That's the thing. Don't be afraid. Embrace what you love. Love it to death. I don't have, don't, you know, don't hate on everything because everything or don't hate and go out of your way to be malicious and awful about something you don't like all the time. Cause you might hurt someone's feelings. Like who like, who like it? You don't, you don't have to say you like it. You can be like, yeah, it wasn't for me or whatever. And the thing like with me and Zach, we can debate and talk about it. And like, sometimes we get passionate. That's fine. But the thing is, don't spend your time hating, spend your time like loving and embracing something that you really enjoy. And the thing is, there's parts about these stories that people are going to enjoy. And if you like it, embrace it. And don't worry about other people and what they're going to say. And if you don't like it, that's cool too. But there's the thing. Be enthusiastic about what you love. And that's why people, I think, like these reviews. Because when we find something we like, we talk about how much we like it. We're not talking. We're not, I don't want to get the minutia of too much of what, of what that stuff is. But find the stuff you like. Art is subjective. It's never going to be this is a right or a wrong answer. If, the sooner you all come to that conclusion, the more happy you're going to be with the, with the franchise stuff you're reading. Because you know what? I love Spider-Man. Do I love every Spider-Man story out there? Fuck no. Do I love every Star Wars that story out there? Fuck no. But you know what? The stuff I do love, I embrace. And if I don't like it, I move on. Hell, I, I dealt with Last Jedi. If I can move on from that, I can move on from that. <laughs> So, I don't know if you have moved on from that. Ryan Johnson's like trying to get out the next the next Knives Out movie, and he's like, God what, damn it, it's been six years! <laughs> and this whole motherfucker won't stop talking about Last Jedi! I only say I moved on from the Star Wars point of view. Like I still love sure. Star Wars afterwards, yeah. because if I let it destroy what I love about Star Wars... Then it's like it just. I don't want the. I don't. I don't want anything to take away that pure love of the characters. Yeah. Or in this case, in Spider Man, I don't want anything to take away that character. When one more day happened, I was in support of it only because I had no choice. I didn't love it. I loved the marriage. I was bummed when it left, but I embraced. You know, I moved on because Spider Man's bigger than the marriage, in my opinion. It always was. And you know what? I'm glad I stuck around. There's lots of great Dan Slot stories. You know what? I did say it. And there's lots of great Dan, Dan Slot stories that happened that I would have missed out on if I was like, I hate this. Dan Slot sucks. Like, Ugh. you know, like if I just, if I just come out of that in, in my mindset, everything's gonna suck. And you know what? And there's some people out there who generally like do like Dan Slot, and some people who generally just don't like his stuff. That's fine. There's all you just gotta realize and embrace and just what you love, and don't be afraid. To like, if you do kind of like it, to say it because you know what? Not everything is inherently awful. So, art is subjective. Come to grips with that, whether it's independent art or mainstream art. Just embrace that. We are drown. We live in an era where we are drowning in content. 
There was yeah. so much stuff that I will never have a chance to see because there's simply not enough time in the world. There are so many podcasts I've not listened to that I would love to, but I honestly don't have the time. And and for me personally, like I like you said, Paul, I'd rather just love what I love and praise it and hope that maybe someone else digs it too, um, then focus on the things about it that I don't like. I, I 100% agree. Um, so let's go around the horn. Wait, I need and, to get my final opinions. <laughs> I say something real quick, actually, to Javi's point, real quick. <laughs> to Javi's point, try school, Javi said, you know, he he wants to see more of the progression of the character. And I think that's where a lot of the problems arise. It's like that what that progression means for the character, it it's gonna be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh like, you know, like we're all saying, what Paul's saying, you know, art is subjective, of course. Uh I feel like that's kind of where the disconnect is. Like this character is, you know, so massive an icon. The progression of the character, it's totally different for everybody. It's going to, you know, more people are going to like this, we're going to like that. And because I guess you could argue there was, there seemed to be a trajectory with maybe some bumps along the way up until one more day. And then, you know, that's where it gets bumpier, but I mean, I don't know. We'll just have to like what we like, like everyone said, and just hope the future is better. Like what you like and don't be a dick. That should just be how you live your life. Try skull. You're up. <laughs> I'm going to change the username. That um, is a great name, by the way. Try skull. So, okay. I'm not going to give it a letter grade. I'm going to abstain from that. Because honestly, I feel like my my opinion on the arc, the well's been kind of poisoned for me. Um, so I, I don't feel like I'm going to give an objective letter grade without... What? You didn't read the book, you said. No, everyone keeps sending me Twitter screenshots. He's gotten a lot of Twitter screenshots and people have like... Thrown they're, asking, their... they're like asking for my opinions on like... what Do you think Paul has no hog anymore? Um, yeah. all right, I, I, I apologize. You read no. the screenshots, I got it. No, you're fine. Um, I thought it was good. Um, and, and in response to Javi's question about whether or not the answer or whether or not the mystery was satisfying, you know, I, I think at some point, I think it was like just before Dark Web started, I was kind of like, you know what, I kind of don't care how it ends, um, get it over with, and so we can move on. I don't think that overall opinion has changed that much. I think the wording of it has changed. It's more just like, okay, we got it answered. So I think there are far worse ways you could have done it. I think there were more funny ways you could have done it. Um, it's just there. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of at that point where it's just like, okay, um, can we get more Ed McGinnis art, please? I'd like that. Mm-hmm. Soon. Soon. I think uh, next month. Yeah. I'll so. have to, uh, F, a premature F in the chat for Paul and the kids. Uh, we barely knew thee. <laughs> we, 
Roll the roll the jackpot, baby. Three skulls. Oh. Ah! Also, also, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to to the phrase "stupid flashpoint." <laughs> <laughs> Where's the lie? Which, by the way, I was I, you kind of took me back. You know, if you if you guys remember the the part in uh, Revenge of the Sith when Yoda like grabs his chest when like all the Jedi start dying. I've never read Flashpoint, but that's how yeah. I felt when like Javi said that because he's like the it's biggest like a trauma memory. I, <laughs> I was like, whoa! I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, whoa! <laughs> oh. Man, this has been a very. I, I knew we were gonna go like, I, 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 I'm gonna apologize publicly for the clickbaity titles on YouTube. They get um, they do better in the though. algorithm. <laughs> this one's great. Yeah. The next one's better. It's especially <laughs> funny. It's especially funny because of how mundane the issue was. It wasn't yeah. really that shocking. It really wasn't that shocking, but it, it, it becomes ironic because I make these ahead of, of time. But um hopefully you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um be sure to leave us some feedback on your favorite podcasting catcher. Um let's before we before we i wrap it up let's go around the horn let's let everybody plug their 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 stuff and where you can find everybody so paul we'll start with you that way you can uh go eat or something i'll be around after we, we close but uh regardless yes uh follow me on twitter at herman 22 with two ends aka p thug also please uh go subscribe to the comic binge youtube channel that all these people have showed up at and will show up in the future on a, some pretty much a regular basis because I, I don't I, I didn't love these guys so um, yeah uh, go on there we just did some Guardians reviews um, yeah I appreciate everyone I know it's everyone has to agree and that's fine and uh, but you know what let's agree disagree and and love Spider Man together huh eh? yeah no no <laughs> Adam where can they find you well. I'm at Enchilada Legs on Twitter. I'm on here on the Spy Dude Experience. On the Spy Dude Radio time. Network. Yeah, aka Pizza Time on the Comic Binge. I pop in every once in a while. There you go. Javi, where can we find you? Oh my god, where can't you find me? I know. Um You're trying to be like Michael <laughs> Bailey in podcasting and that's and right. Work. I'm very uh, selfish. Be... I want more hobby. I want more podcast hobby. Oh, thank you, man. Hopefully soon. Once <laughs> I get through the month, if I survive the month of May. Uh, the James Bond dossier.com. I've got reviews for 007, which just concluded. And uh, coming soon, the first issue of 007 for King and Country by the excellent Philip K. Johnson. He is writing an awesome James Bond book, and now he finally has an artist that I feel lives up to his story. Uh, BatmanOnFilm.com. I'm reviewing Catwoman, Batman, The Adventures Continue, um, Gotham City Year One just wrapped up, which is an awesome uh, film noir type story about how Gotham <laughs> became a shithole. And, uh, of course, ASM Classics, once I get through some of the stuff I mentioned, I should be back to editing that. And of course, up to speed with Wally West, the flash um, is my YouTube channel. Uh, should be God, God willing recording tomorrow and editing over the weekend for another episode. So far I have my pilot uh, talking about Wally's first appearance and I have a tweeter head statue review for uh their Barry Allen statue. 
but Wally also wore that costume, so I figure it counts. It's my channel, so why the hell not? It's your channel, and you'll do what you want to. <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah. Oh, and and uh, Spider-Man Council coming at you. What what Tuesday in May, Paul? It, I was trying to find the date. It's 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 it's, it's, it's I think it's the weekend not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after. Oh man, that's trouble. I know. If we have to push it out, we can. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: it's going to be here. I know, right? We'll figure it out. Because remember, I'm yeah. moving, so life's kind of insane for me too. But, but I will say this: I'm, I'm so committed that before I even moved, I went back over we're doing our whole spiel here tonight. I went back and picked up the, the twelve whatever issues we're going to read. I got them out of the long box while we're all talking, because I'm nice. like, gotta read them. So, what are we covering? For those who don't know, Spider-Man Council. Going to be doing a little, little cross Spider Verse uh, prep or celebration, if you will. So we'll, we'll tease it at that. This is Neil, <clears throat> where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Quillsniv. Um, you should follow my biggest fan at RecRap Official. Um, it's a very important Twitter account for for my fan base. Um, you can also find me on Books of X, the X Men podcast, all about the Krakoa era. On Patreon, uh, either pay five dollars or wait six months. Uh, either option works. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Quillsniv. You can find me on Tumblr at Quillsniv. Um, you can find me on Newgrounds at Quillsniv. Um, I'm going to be changing everything to Three Skulls, so that might take no, some tri -skull. time. Tri -skull. Tri -skull. Tri -skull. I'll be changing everything to Tri Skull, so look for that in your future. And yeah. um, so soon you'll be able to find me in a completely different city. Yes, you'll be uh, in the great city State of capital. I, don't I saw you? I saw you tremble off of that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, if you so to kind of give people a little bit of things that are going to be happening, hopefully this month. Um, I'm working on a across Spider Verse special. That's coming very, that I've that's coming together. I've got some people that are committed. Uh, I've got to wait for a few more people to give me the, the thumbs up before hey, I. Hey, when are we doing slot debates? Probably. <laughs> oh, God. Probably. No, hold on. Now, for the record, life has been really insane lately. So. Oh no! I'm just I'm just, rib I'm just ribbing. I'm just, I'm just, listen, full disclosure. I'm wanting the slot debates. It's just like life for, for me has just been insane. But oh no, I, I'm, just, summer, I'm just I'm just being cruel. I know. I, but listen, <laughs> I promise we will do the slot debates. But we it's probably start with re realistically. It's probably going to be this fall, just because I'm going to be moving in July. Paul's in the middle of moving. Uh, yeah, it's, been nuts, everyone's dude. moving. <laughs> I, I've got to I've got I've got to find a new house because right because in July I'm homeless. Um. Oh. Oh, my lease is over, so I've got to get out of the house. Uh, but yeah, so I've got that going on. I'm going to try in June. I've got tentatively, we're going to talk. I'm going to bring back a special guest, uh, Sean O'Connell, the writer of uh, With Great Power, this book uh, that talks about Spidey's cinematic history. We're going to talk about probably a lot about the Spider Verse stuff and maybe talk a little bit about what's uh, coming up with the Sony um, universe of Marvel characters. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, that's probably going to be in June, I think. Uh, but uh, we'll also be doing our 50th episode next week. 
for Make My Mayday. Uh, it's kind of our big celebration. We are wrapping up officially the DeFalco Friends Pat Olive era of Spider Girl. Um, and uh, we're going to be covering Spider Girl the end. And we'll I'll give you a history about the end uh, comics and what those were all about, as well as giving you a bit of a uh, Spider Girl perspective on onto some of the controversies that were going on at the time at Marvel too. So um, we always try to chronicle things and give you kind of context about what was going on behind the scenes and uh, kind of give you that, uh, that journey of spider girl. So uh, you got that with me and Kelly. So um, with that, I'll uh, officially begin wrapping up this episode of the Spidey Dude Experience. Thanks for watching. If you're watching us live on YouTube, you can uh, thank you. If you're listening to the audio edition of this program, thank you. Give us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing, and we will read any and all feedback on future episodes. You can find us on social media at Spidey Dude Radio, at Spidey Dude Network on Facebook, at Spidey Dude Radio Network on YouTube. If you have not found the YouTube page, give us that like, that share, and subscribe. Uh, before we get out of here, of course, I always got to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash Spidey Dude. Uh, we got our sensational tier, Allison Farquhar, Cindy, Ed, Georgia, Greg, Janelle, Jessica, Catherine, Kale, Kegar, Laura Howard, Master Dramon, Venetian, Scott, Vanessa, and Vicky. And then we got our Spidey Dude VIPs, Scott, McGraw, Sebastian, Vinkman, and Winnipeg Webhead. Also, we want to give a shout out to our friendly neighborhood tier, our $1 tier. They get a shout out on the audio edition. So thanks to those, our three Patreons there. Um, you get you go over to Spidey-Dude.com, check out our Spidey Dude Vault series. We've got some Clone Sock Chronicles and Spectacular Radio. As we mentioned, ASM Classics with Hobby. We've got the Salby Cinema Era podcast. Just dropped a new episode this week. Um, and it's going to continue dropping out some episodes. I have a bit of a detour here pretty soon talking about some Spidey music. More on that if, uh, when it does come out. Of course, Voices from the Area Gargoyles podcast covers everything Gargoyles here on uh, the Spidey Radio Network, the video edition you can find over on Patreon. And of course, Books of X with Neil and myself talking about Cohen era of X-Men. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time here on the Spidey Dude Experience.